Hello, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran, and I'm here with River Brown, Angela Velez, and Joe Dells. And in this episode, OG joins us to talk about the end season tournament, Tyrese Halliburton's leap, Zion Williamson, has he been a disappointment, the Lakers, and more. Welcome back to the show, OG. Fellas, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing today? Going doing great. There's a lot of things to talk about on the show that I'm really excited about. We had a mini debate about it yesterday before we did the Patreon episode. Me and Riv did. I, I don't know what's going to happen on the show. I really don't. You don't Let know it be what's known. Happening. I think you do know what's going to happen. Let it be known. Uh-huh. We weren't debating. None of Neither one of us was hating. We were debating on difference of how we're looking at I don't know, Rudy, season. You were a little bit hard-headed yesterday. Uh, well, that has nothing to do with hating. So once again, like uh, I said, hating, none of us, neither one of us were hating. Both I, I think, you know, Drew's going to do what he does, glaze on the side over there. But for the most part, I think <laughs> we were just having a conversation about difference of how we look at things. OG, how are you doing? Oh, I'm running good, man. I'm running good. The uh, This in-season tournament, I'm I'm slowly but surely, I'm getting on the hook, man. I wasn't a fan of it initially. I really wasn't. But as time has gone on, the competition level has been great. I'm thinking to myself, though, Joe, I'm like, all right, what happens when we get back to the regular season? How do we how do we how do we keep this kind of energy? I mean, don't get me wrong, the Celtics and the and the Knicks are going are going tonight, which I'm gonna tune into that. But other than that, I mean, how do this kind of energy, this kind of competition, this is fantastic. That's a great point. And I think that's something we're gonna try to answer on this show. How are you doing, Drew? I'm doing pretty damn good. You have a ticket getaway, uh ticket giveaway to to announce real quick, but before we get into that, definitely feel pretty, pretty solid. Uh my Lakers, are, of course, are going to the inaugural championship of the in-season tournament. Uh, we laid an ass beating. I was a little bit bittersweet about it because, of course, my Lakers are going to the finals. LeBron James, 38-5 and five in under 25 minutes. I mean, we're talking about the greatest to ever do it. But at the same time, Lakers kind of cost me a bag. Yes, They kind of cost me a bag. And I say the Lakers cost me when in reality it was the Pelicans. Mm. Those frauds didn't show up. But you know what? There, there's multiple ways to look at it. I'm happy about it because my Lakers are moving on. Also, anytime we play the Pelicans, we give them that work to just continue to emphasize the idea that they may have even by any means won that trade. Ridiculous statement. But then the Pelicans getting blown out by 40 points. LeBron again, 38 and 5 and 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 under 25. AD doesn't play the entire fourth. You cost me my money. I'm going to be upset <laughs> about that. And Mr. Dell's here. I mean, he got a birthday coming up tomorrow. Ah. It's Mr. Dell's birthday. Yes, sir. Old man, out. old man Dell's over here. Big 26. Shout mm-hmm. out to my guy Damn. Dan though because <laughs> Don't do that my birthday tomorrow my boy Dan, he just got a house. He just got engaged. So shout out to my guy Dan. 26 times. Making your birthday about other people. This guy is I'm, I'm not a me guy. I'm a, I'm a we guy. You know what I mean? Or guy. Something goes hand in hand with birthdays. That's presents. And we got a present to oh, announce yeah. today oh, yeah. on this show. And that's a ticket giveaway. If you guys download prize picks and use code PAS, you will be entered for a chance to win two NBA tickets with a $200 value, which means that we made sure to make it two tickets so that you can go and you don't feel lonely. So you could bring a friend, you could bring a family member, you could bring a girl, whoever you want to bring. It don't matter. You can bring whoever you want to bring. That's why we did two tickets. All you got to do is download prospects, use code PAS, and just put done in the comment section down below. You can send us a picture of you doing it on Twitter, on Instagram, but we we trust your word at it. So if you guys just want to put done... On the YouTube comments, we trust you guys enough to be like, okay, 
This guy did it. He's good. Last thing I want to say before we get into our show. Shout out to my uncle, Uncle Joey. Shout out, Uncle Joey. He goes, and now he's doing his own YouTube channel. Where it's, shout, he's out kind the, of, shout out the credit card connection, credit man. Card connection. Yo, Joel, Joel is... I'm here. He's probably I'm more here. in tune than I am, honestly. He he goes and he watches almost every single video because he's trying to learn about credit cards. You're trying to learn about all the, the bonuses that you can gain through certain cards. He's been huge in our process, actually. When it comes to pick a size and, and businesses and our expenses... He goes and he helps me out in trying to, to decide which card that, that we should use that would benefit our business uh, the most. But this guy's been on a grind like I wouldn't believe. Two million points that he's accrued through all these. Uh, if he's at 15 cards at this point in time, I wouldn't doubt it. But again, two million points in just under a year, a.k.a. he's spending a lot of money and he's also taking advantage of a lot of rewards. So I wanted to give him that love. I was on his I was on his channel the other uh, let me not say the other day. This was like about a month ago. Uh but keep doing your thing, Uncle Joe. I just want to give you that love. Shout out to Uncle Joey. This is going to be a jam-packed show. Holy fucking moly. So you're just going to ask how his day was, ask how his day was. Well, not I'm actually. Glad you brought that up, Joe, because I'm looking at Rib and I'm thinking, Rib, where you at right yeah, now? Like how he was not, never, ever, ever. And I, and I sat here, and I was looking straight, and I was like, when is he ever going to ask me how my day was? He went through the whole table and just, yo, what's up? Like, what's going on? Yo, you are, you are never beating these allegations. When you show up late, you get the, you get the, you get the late response to everybody. What is, yo, that's my yo, man, this is, yo, you know what? I know what's going on here. I, you know, I'm not going to say too much. But it's, it's clear, yeah. Clear as day. He's never beating so me. So how's your day going, Riff? <laughs> my day was cool, man. I don't even want to talk about my day no more. Let's get to the show, man. Yeah, don't play the victim. How was your day, Sounds bro? like Come my on. girl when we're fighting. I'm good. Listen, don't man, worry about me. I had a good day. How was the scrimmage the other day? 20 points. We won. Tough. Tough. Best team in the league. And this is without your guards. This is without your big, right? No, the big came. Okay. He Tough. arrived. Needed Tough. him. He, he, yes, he's he's better than anticipated. No, but he's good. He's as expected. Yes, God, he's it. the biggest player in the league. So you know, Damn, you got to be good. It's kind of like Shaq. You just there. know how to draft. No, he was the last. He was a uh, a player that got put on my team. He wasn't even at the draft. Like Austin Reeves mm. type. Sure. Why wasn't he drafted? He came late, so he wasn't at draft day. He came a week after, and there was like a dude named Caesars on your team. I didn't know who he was. I was like, all right, sure, cool. He walked into the gym. He's like 6'5". UDFA. Like, oh, God, hey, you need those UDFAs right. to step up, man. Yeah, so he's a starter now. So. He's 6'5". What grade are you hey, coaching? Nuts. He's eighth. Yeah, he's an eighth. 6'5". 6'5". And he's not 6'5". Skinny. No, he's 6'5". Like, some... Big. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, he scares me. That reminds me of me, honestly. I don't yell at him or nothing. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. The Far first time we had a, you on the show, OG... We talked about mm-hmm. the NBA in-season tournament, and I think, listen, you don't have to feel too bad about it because I think everybody had a similar opinion. How is the in-season tournament going to work? There's too many unknowns. Is this actually going to make the regular season better? Then we see how it's playing out, and what is your new and informed opinion about what you've seen from the NBA in-season tournament? Well, the competition level is is great. Like we wouldn't have, I don't think that we would have these kind of games without the in-season tournament in terms of incentive, I don't think that we would have that without the in-season tournament. I mean, we'd have games like maybe one or two games, but this right here with the in-season tournament, with the $500,000 purse for each guy, it's not like split up between the entire team. No, it's $500,000 each. So these guys have an actual incentive to play for, plus the in-season tournament trophy, plus the MVP. And I don't think we're going to find out how big a deal the in-season tournament is for years to come because we're only in the inaugural stage, right? So I don't think we're going to find out about how big a deal it is later on. 
but I'm having a I'm having a really good time watching this because we get to see guys like Kevin Durant and James. This is the most that we've seen Kevin Durant and James since 1819. We haven't seen these guys this much since the 1819 season. Our health was an issue, but other than that, we haven't seen these guys this much. We've missed out on a lot of a lot of years. We've gotten introduced more to Tyrese Halliburton, right? We've gotten introduced to a whole bunch of other guys throughout the season, this early season that we didn't know about that we're seeing more of. So I think this is great. I do. I, I, I think this is great. I'm in total agreement with OG. The only concern I have with the unseason tournament is I just really hope they make adjustments to it. I want it to be longer. OG made a point before the show about how the in-season tournament, after this is done, what type of level of basketball are we going to see in the regular season again? And I think the solution to that is extending the in-season tournament. Make the group play the month of November and December. Christmas games can be in-season tournament group play games, and that can be the final stage to either get in or get eliminated. So it, it makes Christmas games that much more important and just feel like a playoff atmosphere. And then January can be the playoffs for the NBA Cup. I think this is a great idea. You know, I wasn't a big fan of it at first, but this has brought out a lot of viewers to the NBA. And I think a player who's benefited the most is Tyrese Halliburton. We're going to talk about him later on the show, but this is somebody that before the NBA season tournament, he's only played on national TV once. So everybody knew he was good, but didn't know he was this good. And people finally getting to see him on a, na on a national stage, they're like, wow, this guy's actually great. And I think players like that will benefit from small markets that get to play on a national stage on these standalone games. They benefit the most. And right now they got a chance to win the NBA Cup because of that. I think everyone was skeptical just to see how the players would react to it. Like, are the players going to care as much as we want them to care? And they have, you know. We'll talk about, like OG said, the, the actual impact of it. Um, is yet to see, but you could see the confidence just out of the, this Pacers team. Like, I don't think the Pacers would have this type of confidence if they were just doing this in just regular season games going through the motions, but the fact they're doing it in the in-season tournament, and I think it's, I want, I want to see it extended, but I also love how important each game is, right? We had, what, four games was it prior in the group stage? So I don't want to extend it too much. I feel like 10 might be the cap because if you play like 15, 20 games now, you could start off 0-4 and be able to bounce back. But now that we only have four games, I'm thinking ahead to next year because I feel like I still didn't really fully understand how important each game was, especially with point differential and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But the fact that there's only four games, you're going into every game saying this is a must win. It has a very much NFL type feel where every week is so important because there's only 17 weeks in the NFL. That's kind of how the in-season tournaments felt up to this point. Yeah, Ruth. I think for me, you know, being a fan of what we've and we've grown accustomed to the, you know, the older players in the league kind of taking October, November, December as like the adjustment period, you know, or it's kind of like not taking it too serious because they're kind of waiting for, you know, basketball in April. But I think with the in-season tournament, what it brought was, like Joel mentioned, like OG mentioned, a little bit more excitement in November, a little bit more excitement in December, and maybe not the exact playoff atmosphere, but a little bit of a vibe to it. Definitely a sense of you can feel the fans get into it. You can see the players take it. And the players aren't upset that they're losing, but they're definitely taking it more serious than than what we thought at first. You know, so I think for me as a fan, it's definitely become more exciting just to watch these young teams like the Pelicans, like the Kings, like the Pacers go up against these veteran teams, you know, and play tough competition. Teams like the Nets take it serious. Teams like the Orlando Magic take it serious. OKC and the Warriors and stuff like that. So it to, to watch it be as competitive as it is, as it is, and bring out the competition this early, 
I definitely think it gives it a positive benefit. The one thing I don't like is some of the courts. They suck. They are yes. just absolutely god awful. It's hard to watch. Silver spoke so, about it. Did it, you hear he's going to yeah, have potentially it, uh, some games are legitimately hard to watch because with your eyes, it's hard to see that court. But for the most part, like Dell's mentioned, they they did an A plus in terms of just the first year. You know, testing out the waters. Next year, they're going to make obvious adjustments, and they're going to continue to improve it, improve it every year. But first year, I like what I'm seeing. Gives a good vibe. I enjoyed it as a fan. And get home field, home court advantage back too. the The Vegas vibe was not the same. Like that indie Celtics wasn't it like game, a two bro, PM game. Insane. It was. It was no, a wait, very I'm strange glad time. You that up, Dale. I'm really glad you brought that up, Dale, because I was I was going to ask you guys, how do you feel about having this like the All Star game? I right, was in Vegas this year. How about we ha- How about we have it in Seattle next year? Hmm. Okay. How about we move? How about we move it to a different city where? And not, I'm not saying like move it to New York because I mean that gives the Knicks or Brooklyn an advantage. But just to test it out right now, where you know we don't have team, we don't have a team in Seattle, and Seattle is a big time basketball city. So to have the in season tournament final four in Seattle, I mean, how big a deal would that be? Just like it was in Vegas. That'd be dope. Because Vegas gives me summer league vibes. That's I mean, fair. It, it just well, we were me, just there. And, yeah, it gives me complete. Rookie vibes, summer league vibes, just chill vibes. Also, when you when you watch the the game, it seemed as if they had the entire crowd blacked out, and the only light was on the center I hate court. That. Right, I didn't like yeah, that at no, all. It no, seemed more so. See the crowd, right? The, the crowd's definitely an important part to the game. And yes. when you're watching the Lakers and the Pelicans game, it was evident this was a Lakers home game. You heard just the crowd, their energy. Anytime the yeah. Lakers did anything, or anytime the Pelicans were doing anything, you heard the fans boo. But uh, real quick on the Adam Silver point with the with the courts, he spoke about it. He's like, hey, you know what? I, I definitely understand where people are coming from, but at least next year there's room for creativity. He mentioned something about like a Louis Vuitton uh, court, which would be crazy, That's a so. Skims <laughs> court potentially also. That means OKC. Right? So it's like, hey, you can get you can get Skim sponsors God. into the courts as well, and, and they, then they do their own designs. That would be pretty solid. But end of the day, these guys want to win, right? When you, when you have something on the line, when there are some serious stakes – these players are going to win, and I think that are going to want to win. And I think that with this in-season tournament, it also could set up rivalries down the line. Look at this Milwaukee Bucks and Pacers game when Tyrese Halliburton says, I know what time it is. He's pointing to his wrist. He says, I know what time it is. And the reporters ask Dame about it, and he says, hey, I respect it. It's also a respect thing to me where he acknowledges who I am as a player. But you know what? It's also, hey, if I'm dishing out, I got to be able to take it. But at the same time, you got to be humble. Because sometimes things can turn around and, and now the joke's on you. So now we're looking at that as a potential matchup later down the line of a Reese versus a Damian Lillard. And now I'm paying a little bit more attention to how Dame carries themselves in those games. So when there are stakes, there's definitely a different level of competitiveness that is shown. I think that I was having conversations when I was on the Off the Glass podcast. Shout out to my guy, Billy. He came with the idea that the championship, why isn't it on Christmas Day? Why didn't we extend it to where all eyes are on the television on Christmas Day regardless? Let's have one of the bigger games of the season on Christmas Day. We're already drawing attention. I think that'll definitely draw more eyes to it and have people have a drive more to want to care about the end-season tournament. You mentioned January. Wouldn't be opposed to that either because that gives you February, March, April to get right for playoff time. That's cool with me too. But again, I thought that that was a solid idea out of him. Championship on Christmas Day, something exciting to watch on on a day that we're already watching basketball. But the in-season tournament, amazing idea. Definitely something that's going to get us more riled up about the regular season than we're already locked in. And I love the fact that he kept the the schedule blank just for the the playoff. Like he Tuesday, 
Saturday, Thursday. But so that was right, just bro. solely just for the MC. So you just only can watch those games. You have the whether it's on TNT or whatever it was, like seven thirty. Those are the games. I love the fact that they just made it important, made it a fact that this is what we're going to dedicate ourselves to. Because you didn't want to have that on plus a couple other games. Yeah. Somebody might not watch. They might just watch your team. So I also like that idea. And then so. we also get a solid matchup with the Knicks losing to the Bucks, the mm-hmm. Celtics losing to the Pacers. Now we get to watch the Celtics versus the Knicks. And you know what I'm saying? Like th- that's a great matchup that we would have wanted to see maybe in the end season. But regardless, we're still seeing it. So Adam's, I thought that was well done by them too. Adam Silver essentially said that the court design court designs were last minute, which kind of proves to why they were so bad because they were last minute. And I think now if they have more time to create good courts, they will create good good courts. I agree with the color schemes of some of them. Some of them are way too strong on your eyes. The that, solid colors. The, the eyes, Lakers dude. one was a. So OKC okay, was bad. Yeah, it's the solid colors when they're just all like yellow or blue I didn't or hate red. the I'm Suns. Like, uh. The purple was, one, the I purple didn't was hate. The, yeah. the blue was was fucking my eye because it was so the, bright. Yeah, especially yeah. when it's bright. Yeah, facts, and it was facts. like I couldn't see it. Like I was like, nah, I can't. The watch best this courts shit. were the Timberwolves court because it was a light baby blue. Yep. Orlando Magic had a great court. It was a grayish one. The Mavs had a great court. Just all the Nets did too. Like all the courts that. Didn't have colors that were overbearing. All of them that just had, had neutral colors. Or neutral. They were the best ones. Yes, I agree. I also think that the in season tournament, well, what it does is it sparks more fan interest. See, guys like Rev, guys like Drew, guys like Dell, Joe, you guys are already on the hook. They already got us. We're gonna watch Charlotte <laughs> and Boston on League Pass in January. They already got us on the hook. Who they're trying to get on the hook is the casual fan. They're trying to get that person to get attracted to the game more, to find out who is Tyrese Halliburton, right? Who is Zion Williamson? Who are these guys that I have no idea who they are? Who is Anthony Edwards? Why am I not paying more attention to him? I think these are the guys that they're trying – I think these are the people that they're trying to get attracted to more. Plus, I think it amplifies what the regular season is. So, for example, what we just saw yesterday with the Bucks and the Indiana Pacers. Well, first of all, Joe, that's a division game. So this is a this is a preview possibly to what the playoffs are going to look like. Oh, yeah. So when you see these two teams maybe in January again, well, we saw what they did to us in the in-season tournament. Well, we get late into the season where we're jockeying for position, we may have to see these guys. Well, the Indiana Pacers, they've already seen what a playoff atmosphere looks like because that's what that was basically, right? So then we when when they get to the playoffs, and I I don't mean that game right there. I mean when they played against Boston that but that game that game when they played against Boston that that gave me game three of the Eastern Conference semifinals vibes right where the Celtics are up 2-0 and yo we got to win this game or otherwise we go down 3-0 so you got these two teams in Boston and Indiana and in Milwaukee in the same division now these guys are jockeying for playoff position this these are these are going to be implications moving later on down the line in addition to possibly winning the tournament. So I think it legitimizes, I think it amplifies, not legitimizes, I think it amplifies the regular season, especially when you're talking about division rivals. And then amplification, you want to talk about that when we have discussions about debates. Look about narratives that we're having on on Milwaukee. Oh, is this a serious team? Uh, Narratives about Devin Booker and elimination games. Mm -hmm. Narratives about the Knicks. Are they too young? Do they need to go and they need to add a, a veteran piece? We just had the discussion on BR. There's now discussions and debates being drawn up about the in-season tournament because of the stakes, because it's single-game elimination. How are you going to show up when your back's against the wall? 
This is also going to help a lot of debates down the line as well, or let me not say help, but ignite some debates too, which is ultimately what we're trying to do, drive conversation. And that's exactly what they're doing with the in-season tournament. You got, you know, the Tyrese versus Steph from his MVP season up there. Now you got Tyrese or SGA. That was crazy. A lot of it's coming from this in-season tournament because Tyrese these last two games has played as good as anybody in the league. And it's so important that... The, the league did get a bit lucky because, obviously, I don't believe in the whole, like, this is rigged or not. But the fact that LeBron James, the face of the NBA, what he did last night where he just took over from the get-go and basically treated this like a playoff game, saying, because you, you guys were down early in the first quarter, at least, right? Um, and he basically was, was taking over. Mm-hmm. It was close, but mm-hmm. there, there was at least a time where the Pelicans were on a little run. LeBron's taking over, and he's like, I'm just going to put my head down, get to the basket, and just get bucket after bucket after bucket. And you saw that first half. I mean, by the end of the first half, it's like, this game's over. You know, I'm, I'm going into last night. I got Patriots and Steelers, Mitch Trubisky and Bailey Zappi. I'm like, thank God the in-season tournament is on. Much of the in-season tournament, LeBron takes over and blows out the Pelicans by 30 in the third quarter. All of a sudden, I took the Pats game back. I'm like, this is a blowout. So I also think the, the league really lucked out that LeBron is able, you know, they went... Uh, they won their, their group stage, then they went, and first game of the tournament, he goes on and puts on a show. Listen, LeBron can't have enough, man. He got to win everything. I respect it at this point. God damn it. Let the let the, let the the Kings as Pelicans win something like that and go to the finals. Oh, absolutely not, because you Holy know what's going to happen. Let's say we would have lost yesterday, and LeBron played bad. What are we doing? Ah, LeBron... He's washed. He's not the same old guy. When when, he, when we need him, he's not going to pull through. But what does he do? Guys, and gives you 38 and 5. Uh, but again, let's say LeBron loses in the in-season finals. What are they going to do? Hey, 4 and 7 in the finals, another loss on his resume. But that's why you got to take when you're at that level. Like if you are Steph Curry, if you are Kevin Durant, they're going to try and, and find a way to bring this into your conversation for, for the grand scheme of things when it comes to resumes. But, hey, why don't you just go ahead and ball the hell out, win the in-season tournament, so you can just have something else added to your page. Parody is important. Five and six. Five and six. Oh, gee, I wouldn't say no. I'm just wondering. I'm, I, I wouldn't I'm, say no. That, that kind of that kind of logic, if he loses, is going to be four and seven. You're right. But if he wins, is he five and six? You know how people are going to be. Nick Wright drew it up perfect. And when it comes when it comes to anything not LeBron, Nick Wright and I don't see eye to eye. But he said some facts. He says there's certain scenarios that could happen that 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 would be beneficial and wouldn't be good. Worst one would be he goes to the finals, plays bad, and loses in the finals. That's the worst because people are going to go crazy. Best case scenario, he balls out and he wins in season tournament MVP. Not as good of a case. He wins the the in season tourney. He's not the uh, the tournament MVP, and it goes to an Anthony Davis because then, quote unquote, he got carried. There's just again, there's, there's still those conversations there's, about there's, LeBron there's, that he's not going to show up or choke or anything like that. Joel, Joel, do you know who you're I, talking about? You, you live more in the LeBron world than me, so I'll let you speak. I've seen like, more AD slander. At yeah, this I feel point like I'm so LeBron. over. Like I know LeBron's going to show up. I'm not worried about LeBron. This really is like the first season. I feel it as if, as a whole. There's been almost zero disrespect on LeBron's name because, again, 38, going to be 39 in a couple of weeks. He's averaging the most points in anybody, like not even close in year 21. He's playing arguably better than he did last season. He just looks like he has more juice behind him. There's nothing you could say that could criticize LeBron at this point in time. One moment. I just realized you took the Bills over KC. It's a do a die game. Wow. They need a win okay, the game. okay. I was shocked too. <laughs> wow. They're not, but honestly, I was looking at that. That's that. I might regret it. Because <laughs> the Chiefs, off a loss, they have one I was, of the best I, records. I, ever. I knew, I knew Ray would be there. I thought you for sure would go KC. I was thinking about it. They have one of the best records after a loss in history. Drew, are, we, are, 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 are we not gonna? Don't get me wrong. I, I I thought that the competition, and I still feel like the competition in the in the 
in the in the in season tournament is fantastic. But are we not going to discuss why these teams are the way that they are? Like I'm watching the Milwaukee Bucks, and I cannot handle Damian Lillard on the defensive side of the basket. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm just trying. Him? Same thing about I'm, Zion. I'm, just, just hit Zion. <clears throat> pardon me, Zion. There's still room. We're talking about a guy in Damian Lillard who this has always been who he is. This is a guy who he doesn't get around screens. He doesn't get the effort after he gets beat. He wants to get back to the basketball. He has no idea where he is in rotations. These and, and his pickup points are terrible. Not only are his pickup points terrible, when I'm watching him in transition, how he's trotting back on defense and pointing at Tyrese Halliburton. Meanwhile, Drew Holiday would find Tyrese Halliburton in transition. He's not pointing mm. to um, one of the, he's not pointing to Bo, Bo, Mo, 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 um Bochamp. He's not pointing to him to grab him, even though he didn't score. His transition defense is terrible. Don't get me wrong. He'll get going in terms of his shooting, but his ability to defend and keep his team in games, this Milwaukee Bucks defense scares the life out of me. I think they're in the bottom, in the bottom six or the bottom seven in the league and points per game given up. That's largely due to their perimeter defense. And that starts with Damian Lillard. Mm. If you watch him, just, just him defensively, don't get me wrong. I saw, I watched Brooke Lopez close out late. I watch him close out high where uh, Miles Turner is getting past him. That's a, that's an adjustment from coaching. And I think we're going to go, we're, we're going to go over that with, uh, about Bobby Portis, but this, this Milwaukee team, I'm really worried about them defensively. One thing I, I'll say is cause I, I, I did my homework on the Milwaukee Bucks too. The issue is their defense. They are one of the, I think they rank 22nd in terms of defensive rating. But what was Damian Lillard brought to this team to do? To score. I mean, to help get he buckets. Bro- he wasn't brought to not play defense. Yeah. I mean, but you knew what you were getting from Damian Lillard. Let's so, not so be hard. Clear, Let's not be okay. hard headed to that. Just so we clear, Red. We, we, we sure knew that, what you know. we were getting out of Damian Lillard, but <laughs> what they needed was a boost in offense. So what's Milwaukee now, as opposed to last year being a, 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 a sub middle of the packed offense? Right now, they're top three in offensive rating, number two in effective field goal, number two in true shooting percentage. Uh. This is what you brought Damian Lillard to do, and he hasn't even gotten to the baseline of what we've seen Damian Lillard. Right now, he's shooting 43% from the field. I think just under 37% from three. This He hasn't even gotten going yet, but still we're seeing this Milwaukee offense be one of the better offenses in the game. They're still winning games. Yeah, they lost to, to Indiana last night. Yes, their defense was bad, OG, no doubt. Damian Lillard, yeah, he's not a good defensive player. But he wasn't brought here for defense. You traded away an obvious elite perimeter defender because he couldn't get you to the heights of Damian Lillard on the offensive side of the ball. And ultimately, what wins you games is putting the ball in the cup. And Damian Lillard does that better than almost every other guard in the game. Cop but here's help. the difference, though, Drew. The difference is that, if I'm not mistaken, two years ago, there was a parade in Milwaukee. So that's not true. That's number one. Number two, we're talking about a Milwaukee Bucks team who yesterday, this is the fifth time that they've given up 120-plus at this time of the season. This time last year, they had given up 120 one time. They had held teams to 98 or less five times. They only held one team at this point this season to 98. You're not going to win you're not going to win when you're not stopping teams because offensively, as good as they are, we've seen Giannis disappear, right? As good as Giannis is defensively, as good as Giannis is as a scorer, as good as Giannis is offensively, we've seen him disappear. And we've also seen Damian Lillard 
after the first round, he goes the other way in some aspect. So mm. I am worried about that. Don't get me wrong. Well, OG, we're talking that. about... I'm sorry to interrupt you, OG. Uh, going, but again, going. we're talking about a Milwaukee Bucks team that won that championship three years ago because of defense. And, and let's uh, correct. Not going to say they weren't a good offense. They were actually they were low average offense. And, and look, go look at Drew Holiday's numbers. His offensive stats were not that good. But let's look at the year that they lost to the Celtics. Right. Riv, I'm not trying to single you out. I just know that you respected Drew Holiday's defense. You thought that he could go into that series versus Boston and do a good enough job on Jason Tatum to stop him and ultimately get past the Boston Celtics. Wasn't able to do so. Last year versus the Miami Heat, he he had the task of guarding up against a Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler had one of the better first-round series that we've seen out of an NBA player. So here's my rebuttal to that. You... You, because I, I, I'm very confused on why we're giving Dame a pass if we bash guards like Trey Young. I, do, we I, bash do I guards like guard, Steph do Curry? I bash, like we bash who? guards. Like no, I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm okay. you're giving him a pass because this is my. I'm was, saying consistent. he was brought here for offense, but you got to show some effort on the defensive end. I don't. And disagree. you just brought up Drew Holiday. If Drew Holiday got cooked against the uh, Celtics, they lost in six. He got cooked against Jimmy Butler. <laughs> They lost in five or lost whatever it was, right? Lost he's, lost they, they lost in whatever, right? It's now he's gone. You pluck in Dame. What's now what? So it's they're like, who are they going to stop? A a tough, brother, they're still winning games. This is how you put it. A tough bucket now becomes a guaranteed bucket. Yeah, for everybody. Okay, I understand that. But now you can still score and go tit for tat I'm, with I'm, these guys. Yeah, you can definitely score. Now it's, now it's just an offensive battle for sure. But now you're looking at teams like Miami that can get stops. When you when they need to, like you're looking at teams like Philly that can get stops, like Boston that can get stops. The Bucks used to be that where they can get stops. Now you're a team that you can't get a stop. You have to go down and just like the Pacers, you have to go down and score every single time. And if you don't, you can lose this game. With these teams like Boston, like Miami, like Philly, like these teams can get stops. I don't disagree. So it's like Dame, and as Dame is a great player, I'm not saying he's not, but. I don't think it, I think the whole team is just as bad defensively. They don't have the personnel to do it, but, you know. And Giannis, as great as he is a defender, he just can't. He just he can he can only do so much. Him and Brooks. So before and, the season Drew, started, though, Drew, I don't want to go ahead, OG. All good, brother. Drew, I don't want to. I don't want to leave out Drew hunting these guys. Like yeah. for example, and and I've always been an advocate of people saying that they hide other guys. You can't hide guys, and the reason why you can't hide guys because we know who they are. Correct. What you can do is you can protect them. So the Golden State Warriors did a great job in protecting Steph Curry during that championship run. They Shit, did a everyone. great job in protecting him. I don't think that the Milwaukee Bucks can protect Dame Lillard. No. I don't think that they can protect him. And they can't protect Dame. But why is that his fault? They can't. Pro- what do you mean? He can't play defense. No, but you're saying. But, so they but can't protect other, other guys, but too. Other, but that's it's exactly like what I'm saying. Dame cannot time. be protected because they, they don't have any good perimeter defenders. See, but again. They only have Giannis and Lopez. Dame to score. What you should have done was understand, like we all did before the season started. You said you're trading but that defense. Don't mean you stop playing. For like you don't even put effort. It's agreed. Effort. We're agreed. relaxing for the effort. Agreed. But it's still it's early in the season. You, it's the in season tournament. You oh, are no, trying to no, win. No, no. But at the same time, they don't. They don't have the personnel. Well, Dame has never shown. You. Wait, wait. Dame agreed. And I don't have. I'm not. I'm not excusing. Dame has never. I'm not excusing. Effort in his career. But on the offensive side of the ball, you've already gained. I don't want to hear about giving Dame time. This is. Is who I'm is. not. Oh no, I'm he, talking about the Milwaukee Bucks the, the, as a whole. The effort that Dame shows on because defense they've already gone from bottom three 
They've they've gone from bottom three to now twenty two, which is still an improvement. The Bucks are not going to win the championship. They They're play, not making it out. No, it's East. not, Drew. It's not an improvement. They played a lot of garbage teams in the past. That's not an improvement. The Wizards but twice. on the offensive side of the ball, they've they've you drastically you improved. Gobs, you just suck less. You can't that's go from twenty six to twenty two. Oh, gee, that's still an improvement. Whether whether it sounds better coming out of here, you got to get into the top fifteen before I'm talking about improvement, man. Twenty six to twenty two. It's like still a bottom. They went from bottom three to twenty two. Wizards twice. Yeah, no, understandable. Understandable. They played the Hornets. Dame was terrible in that first half yesterday and that's why when this trade was made i wasn't a believer in the bucks coming out of the east because their defense they don't have anybody that can stop nobody Mm -hmm. and when you are relying on offense to win you games and you have the celtics who have better offensive talent as a whole and they have the defensive personnel to stop you offensively you're not going to beat a team like that i think miami has a great shot against them and i think if there's any year I don't feel that way. If there's any year for the Philadelphia 76ers to come out the East, there it is. it's this one. It is this one. Because Philadelphia plays well against the Bucs. They, they can do. beat the Bucs. They match up they well against Boston, them. Though. No, Boston is a question mark, but going into Boston, a series. Boston plays the Heat in round two, and then, then yeah, you never <laughs> know. Buddy, yeah. Going into a series, when you look at Nick Nurse versus Joe Mazzullo, who do you trust in that series to coach up the better game plan? You trust Nick Nurse. This is their best chance because of the inexperience in coaching in an Eastern Conference. And then the Miami Heat have Spo, but the talent isn't up to par with Philly. I think Philadelphia is a little bit more talented than the Miami Heat, but they need Embiid to be healthy for the playoffs. This is just a this is just a gut feeling I have. And this is a hot take, but I think this early into the season. I don't know if it's Giannis and Dame that they're both in on it. I don't know if it's just Dame. I think they're trying to get Adrian Griffin fired. Damn, I already. think he is going to be a one-and-done head coach. And the reason I say that is because after the oh, in-season right tournament it, loss last night, what report came out immediately after that? Bobby, Bobby Portis passionately Bobby Portis confronted I mean, the team. He confronted Adrian Griffin. He called him out in front of the team, which shows me him a using lack the word of, passionately. A I lack know of they were getting screaming. after it. They were getting for after Adrian it. Griffin. Well, all offseason long, damn. Who was Chris Haynes connected to? It was Damian Lillard. Chris Haynes is connected to Dame. Dame most definitely leaked that information so Chris Haynes can put it out and make Adrian Griffin look bad. And is it warranted? Because this year, Dame is 49th in usage. He's 23rd in usage amongst guards. So Dame probably doesn't feel like he's getting utilized correctly on the offensive side of the ball. You blame that on coaching. And Giannis, multiple times this season, the one that sticks out to me the most versus Boston when Griffin took him out the game prematurely. Griffin is going for a high five, and Giannis just shrugs him off. Mm. It doesn't look like Giannis is on the same page with Griffin. Dame is not on the same page with Griffin. These reports are coming out. I think he's going to be a one-and-done head coach. Wasn't Giannis in the discussions, though, when it comes to course. head coach hiring? Anybody that yeah, that was going to get hired to Milwaukee. He endorsed him. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah, I was, he he's what I was remembering. Yeah. He did endorse him, but what's interesting about that situation is that last minute, Nick Nurse withdrew his name from the coaching race. I think I think that Giannis's first option was always Nick Nurse because of that championship experience. And then Adrian Griffin was just like the other guy out of other candidates that probably didn't impress Giannis much. And he just went with a gut feeling. You know, I think he can be the guy for the job. 
And then they got Adrian Griffin in there. But I don't ever think that Griffin was the first option. Nick Nurse was the first Definitely. option. He was the best available. He was, and he withdrew his name. Now, why did he withdraw his name? Who knows? But it could be because of Nick Nurse looking at the roster, looking at the personnel, looking at this roster's older, and there's no room for it to get much better going forward. Maybe that's why, but who knows? Know. That's, yeah. a, that's Donis, what we said. This isn't even 30 with, yet. With that, with that being said, though, Drew, does this validate Terry Stouts? Because Terry Stouts was looking at this whole thing going, this dude doesn't know what he's doing. True. And I can do a better job than he can. And ultimately, those two guys started butting heads because he has been coaching Dame for the last, what, four or five years. how long. Mm-hmm. And, he did, and, he, and he did take, they, they did end up in the Western Conference Championship. And he did take that. Swept! He, he, he did, they were swept out 100%. And that was largely Sorry, due to, that, that. That, that was largely due to the defense on Damian Lillard's part. He does not play championship level defense. However, I think that Terry Stouts was looking at this group going, I can do a better job. And he's looking at a coach in Adrian Griffin thinking, I am a better coach than him. And because of that, guys like Bobby Porter's, I mean, I heard Giannis yesterday say, we need to be more prepared. We need to be better prepared. That's coaching. Yeah. That's nothing more than coaching. I agree. When a, when a player says, we need to be more prepared. We can't, there's no way that I think that Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner and Naismith are just going to give us the game. Okay, sure. That's effort. But ultimately, we are talking about coaching. When we got a guy in Brooke Lopez who's who's closing out too high and getting beat to the basket and there's no rim protection. When you got a guy in Damian Lillard who's not even getting screened, but not getting giving any effort to even stick with his guy. Why isn't he sitting on the bench? Get Dame off the floor. Dame needs to come sit down because I need a better effort out of you defensively. And if I'm not going to get that, then you're going to sit here. I don't care that you want the books for $50 million. That's We're tough, trying to OG. Win. And you as, you as a leader, you as a leader on this crew, you have to give us a better effort and you're not doing that. That's coaching right there. That's leadership. Mm. You know what, OG? And I, I can respect you still tying that back into Dame because my question was immediately about to be, but we were very just uber critical on Damian Lillard. And when we were having that discussion on Dame, not a single word was spoken about an A.J. Griffin with the idea we were going to talk about him later in the show, but now we're talking about him. So now, is it as much as we're going to talk about Dame when we should be talking about the pieces as a whole around him? And then on top of it, what has A.J. Griffin also done to improve the situation? Of course Giannis is going to go out there and give you his 30 like he does every single night. He's going to do that because that's what we've seen out of Giannis for the last seven years. Going with Damian Lillard, of course he's going to be on the court where, like I mentioned, he hasn't even hit his full stride offensively. We're seeing him hover around uh, a little below his his career average in terms of field goal percentage. But when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, right, you knew before the season started this was a move made to bolster up the offense. The defense was supposed to be the pieces around we can't just finger point at Dame when we knew coming into the situation, he was not going to be a boost to the defense. Solely this move was made because we're pairing Dame, an elite offensive player, with another elite player in a Giannis Antetokounmpo. Dame is not the problem. He oh, isn't. He's one of the problems, though. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Adrian Griffin, I don't think he's a good coach. And I think he did a disservice to himself taking the job that had... Yeah. 
so many expectations. Got to take a chance because with, with this, I, I know, I know, I know. But listen, that's more Raptors, so on the fo when you're bringing in a rookie coach into a situation like a Darvin Ham with the LeBron James yes. and AD. Lakers fans are constantly on Darvin, specifically last season. We are constantly on him, talking about these lineups. We're, we're questioning his every decision. But again, he he was able to to figure it out down the stretch early in this year. People are still wishy washy on a Darvin Ham. It's when you are a young coach, even on a Joe Missoula, even on an Ime Udoka, even though Ime is a little bit of a different situation. That one, they 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 were a younger team, but again, they have reached the Eastern Conference Finals. There were expectations they fired on quick. the Celtics. They did want him fired quick, quickly, yeah. but how quickly were Pussies. we praising <laughs> who? The, the, the people that wanted him fired. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you because Ime has gone to Houston. Now he's doing a good enough job there. But when you're a young guy and there are expectations the and you aren't meeting them, people are going to be at your throat. And that's what's happening really? right the now. The thing about Milwaukee. it, Adrian Griffin with the Toronto Raptors, he had a track record of developing players that were not drafted highly. Fred Van Lee, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi was a developmental pick, even though he slid because of a knee injury in college. Adrian Griffin did a good job developing those players. He went into a situation where every player there is already used to doing something their own Correct. way. So he wasn't able to come in into, come into a team and kind of instill his own identity and how he wants a team to play. Giannis is very into how he plays. Dame is into how he plays. They're all older players, so he's not able to groom a team to his liking. I'm with you. With that being said, I think the Bucks made a mistake in not leaning in to what their identity had been for years. Giannis is a fantastic player. He's not one of the top offensive players in the league, and you can phase him out in a playoff series with the right personnel because he doesn't have a consistent jump shot. You can do that. You like that statement, Rev? I love it so fucking I, much. Put, yeah. put your bias no, aside. Just, I've been saying it go for down. so he's long. Get, I'm just glad he said it. He's going to get his numbers, but his efficiency is going to go down. When, when sorry, they man. The 50 in a game six finals, it'll always be on my mind. When they won a championship, the defense was number one. People had one. the Suns winning that championship. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not just people on my panel either. I mean, listen, the, it was a toss-up championship. Giannis played well, but a 50 fifth, in a closeout? A 50 ball in a closeout does not make you an offensive engine. It doesn't. I'm sorry. Okay, it doesn't. Well, so we're only saying you're elite if you're an engine? No, if Because you he still gives you 30 on the dumbest efficiency that we've seen. Can Giannis be phased out of a playoff series, yes or no? I'm going to say no. Oh, my yes, has done it. Phased out is tough. Phased out is essentially saying you're, you're fringe irrelevant, and that's I, never been the case. I don't think that's what he's trying that's to say. Maybe he's using the wrong okay. word. Maybe he's using phased the wrong word. Can he go nah for 22 in the playoffs? Yes. OG, say that again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Are we talking about a scorer or are we talking about an offensive player? Because Giannis can pass. He can. He's a good passer. Giannis, for his size, he can pass. He can. I think Joel is using the wrong word. Because I do. A little hyperbole. Yeah, I think a little hyperbole. Because Miami has made him shoot. Extremely if you want to go limit or phase out, because phase out is limit. you're not Maybe a part of the, the offense. Maybe limit the efficiency against Al Horford and Boston versus too. versus the Heat when they played this past first round. The numbers for Giannis looked great, but in every single fourth quarter they played. Once they built that wall and stopped Giannis from getting to the paint, he was turnover, useless turnover, on offense. Turnover, turnover. Which is why and you got Dame. No, which is why also you have to build a team around the identity of your star player. Giannis is a defensive player. He can score a lot, but there are limitations to his offensive game. Bringing in Dame was bringing him in because we need a player that can close out basketball Correct. games in a fourth because Giannis cannot do it. Mm -hmm. He is not somebody that we can just give the ball and he can he can take Create. a shot that mm -hmm. we're 
comfortable with. I agree. But the problem with that is Dame is such a defensive liability that their entire identity from their past championship, which was defensive first, has been stripped. This is a team that starts Dame and Malik Beasley in the backcourt. That's not stopping anybody. Nope. That that point of attack defense, the lack thereof, makes it much tougher for Brooke Lopez, who is getting older in age. And when he switched off and has to play higher on screens, you're now susceptible getting beat Down from there. cuts mm-hmm. from behind. So Brooke Lopez is older. And Giannis, he's a great roamer. He's a great weak side defender. But he cannot guard the perimeter consistently. So when you have that defensive identity that's been stripped, now you become a team that is heavily reliant on Giannis and Dame's offense. And I think Dame gives you a better chance at winning basketball games if you're strictly going off of offensive firepower because he can create it in multiple different ways. But defensively, you're so bad that it's not even going to matter. That's why I think with this team, the personnel just isn't there and there isn't any assets to make any moves for them to get much better. They're going to have to explore the buyout market and they're going to have to get lucky if any good players are out there. That's why I don't think this team's going to go to the championship or make it out the East at all. Well, Joe, Joe, two things. I feel like when I'm when I'm watching Adrian Griffin, he kind of gives me a specialist vibe. What I mean when I say a specialist vibe, you guys talked about him being able to develop players, kind of like what North Turner did when he was coaching football. He's a great offensive coordinator, but as a head coach, not so much. So he kind of gives me that vibe. You would think that Adrian Griffin would be would segue right into the head coach and be right, right into the head coach chair and be really good. He's been an assistant coach for, I think, 14 years or something like that. And he's been an assistant coach on championship level teams. But it's a lot different when you X and O and, and you're managing players from that head coach's position. Now, when you're talking about a guy in Giannis, and you're talking about a guy who's basically responsible for them defensively, basically their signal caller, he shouldn't solely be their signal caller. We have we we do have other guys who also should be involved in that. I should never see Brooke Lopez switching one to five. Because I'm seeing Brooke Lopez switch on to Tyrese Halliburton. And the first thing I'm thinking to myself, is the Shaq switching on to John Stockton? Is that (laughs) happening? I'm never going to see that for as long as I'm alive. I'm certain, even as good as Olajuwon is, Olajuwon's not switching on to Kevin Johnson. And he can still handle himself against Kevin Johnson. But that should not be the case. He's going to show and he's going to get whoever, whether it's Kenny Smith or it's Vernon Maxwell, he's going to show enough where he's going to slow Kevin Johnson down and these guys are going to get back. Well, that only happens if that effort is there and that effort is not there. Because that effort is not there, these guys are going to pay defensively. And and effort has been the big word in this whole conversation. And, you know, I I look back at because I had to go look up some numbers real quick. Just You've been laughing this whole segment. Because I think it's funny that we're saying, we're all trying to say the same thing just in different ways. And... For me, I got two examples. Y'all remember last year, the Chicago Bulls and the Cleveland Cavaliers? You remember how great they were defensively? Who was it, who was the Cleveland Cavaliers starting backcourt? Mitchell and Garland. Mitchell and Garland. Is Garland a defender? No. Is Mitchell a defender? Yes, no. he actually is. No, no. What he is is... As a defender. No, what Garland is is effort. What Mitchell is is effort. He's a good defender, but... Effort. Right. The big word here is effort. Chicago. Zach Levine's not much of a defender. DeMar DeRozan isn't a defender. Vooch isn't really a defender. Eve. They were a top six defense. They had Bev. They had Caruso. They had effort from every single guy from top to bottom. Milwaukee has the front court. They have Lopez. They have Giannis. They are missing a wing that can go out there and defend, but they're also missing, like we've all been stating just in different ways, that major effort. 
And then when you don't get effort from the guy that starts your defense, then it trembles to the other guys. And I and I really am big on that. If you're if you're one of your stars is not giving effort on that end, then why would the other guys follow suit? Giannis, Giannis isn't giving effort. No, no, I'm talking about Dame. Giannis, the guy on defense is Giannis. No, yeah, Dame no, starts the sure, defense. But Dame, at the, but Dame top. the guards I mean, are looking at Dame, the guards are looking at Dame like the guards are looking at Dame like if Dame's not going to play defense, by, like if you get like blown by, why should I go to war yeah. for you? You know, and, and Giannis, as great as he is defensively, he still needs guys in the front mm-hmm. to give effort. That's why Drew Holiday was so important for this team. That's why even Eric Bledsoe was good for the team because they may not be the best offensively, but defensively, every single play, they're going to give you that, that effort. So I say that to say this. Adrian Griffin could be a bad coach. You know, like we mentioned, he may not have been the guy for the coach, but 10 times out of 10, you take this opportunity, you ride with it. You got Giannis, you got Damian Lillard as two of the you know best offensive combinations in the league. You take the offer, whatever. This team is old. We established that in the offseason. This team is old. They didn't do much in the offseason to really bring any pieces in. They didn't have much money. The buyout market is a good thing. We have to see who they get. But it always is going to start with Dame. You have to give effort. Nobody's asking you to turn into an elite defender. You're not going to do that. But you got to show some effort, like like uh, OG mentioned. Fight over the screen. Communicate. Get back on defense. Because if you start there, I guarantee you the other players start. And I'm not saying Dame is the main reason for the defensive problems. He's not. He's not. They just don't have the personnel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I look at other teams that may not have similar bad personnel but didn't have the greatest personnel either. And, like, Billy Donovan isn't this great genius head coach either. But I watched teams turn into great defensive teams because one through five gave effort. They were in, they had continuity. They worked together well, and they just played off each other, and they feed off each other. You got backline defenders like Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo. You should be great, bro. Like You should know if I give even a little bit of effort, I know Giannis got my back. I know Brooke Lopez got my back. So at the same time, I think you look at the FO, you make that move 10 times out of 10, but you didn't do nothing after the move to really – do much to help this team. And I know you probably was crippled because Dame, $50 million, that's tough. You look at Adrian Griffin, he's Bobby Portis doing his 20 games into the season and you're supposed to be a championship team is crazy. I've never, like, I that's insane to me. But at the same time, is maybe... That- a little bit, but at the same time, maybe it could be a kick in the ass they needed. You could look at, look at you, what happened when, when Ime and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for had sure, that but they were the they were room. losing. They, they were, they were they losing. Were the the yeah. Bucks aren't really losing. Yeah, but like, he was losing, also, but they're not Ime losing. was also calling out players. Yeah, he like, calling out Ime Tatum did it a little Brown different. He was telling yo, he was telling things like, yo, you, 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 yeah, you bugging. Like him. he was like, but so, but even then, the Bucks are winning games. So it's like, <laughs> like I like I like yeah, like he's uh, you know so Adrian Griffin's not as vocal as he is. Ime in there talking about some Jalen Brown and defend tonight. That's what it is. With like that's crazy to me. But you know they 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 took it a different way and they turned into one of the best teams in the league. Now. The Bucks have an opportunity to respond. And listen, they have the veterans to do it. This Definitely. isn't no young-ass team. Like this, is, We look at OKC. <laughs> they were a top-12 defense last year. I don't think you can name a rim protector on their team. I don't think you can name three elite defenders on their team. They had Luke, they had Dorch Chamber, and then they had a OKC. bunch of good defenders mm-hmm. for sure. But they was locked in together. They fought for each other every night, and they were a top-12 defense last year. So, And even the Pels were a, gr- a good defense last year with Valanciunas back there. So I, I look at it to say, you know, it starts with effort. Adrian Griffin might not be the guy, but at the same time, you got enough veterans to where this could be a kick in the ass you needed to get back in the swing of things. I think it's also though when things yeah. aren't going right that Adrian Griffin has to has to realize that OG was was talking about how Brooke Lopez switching on to Tyrese, but down the stretch you had you had right before Tyrese hit that big time shot, basically the dagger. 
Brooke Lopez was guarding him at the top of the key. Nuts. Tyrese missed, they misses the shot, but now Brooks going to rebound. Tyrese leaks back out to the three-point line. Now Brooks kind of in the middle, nowhere lost. You get the offensive rebound, Tyrese wide open for three. Of course, he's going to hit that. But then I think it was just a bad matchup for the Bucs too because, I mean, this, this Pacers team is so fast. And we talk about kind of, you know, their lack of youth, this Bucks is, sometimes the lack of athleticism there. Um, and you have this Pacers team. There, there was one time where they the Bucks hit a layup or a mid-range shot. They get the ball, inbound it, one pass, they're down the court, and Obi Toppin goes and lays up or dunks it. And you're like, that's all effort. If you're not getting back on defense after you make a basket, how am I expected to trust you and transition defense when you miss a shot? A lot of that is just being able to go and run back down the court. You have Rook Lopez, you have Giannis, you have guys at a minimum who could protect the rim. There should be no circumstance, especially after a made basket, that it takes one pass. The Pacers are able to go down the court. I understand that's their offense, right? They have this seven seconds or less type of vibe to them. But if you're a championship caliber team, regardless of if it's October, November, or in the playoffs in May, April, and June, you have to be able to show that level of effort. Because they have some, obviously have some serious issues in this locker room. I don't think the fact that, like Joel mentioned at the, at the start of his monologue, that this doesn't just get out to get out. Like maybe Chris Haynes, because it was in Vegas, maybe he got some extra locker room access. He was able to overhear it. But chances are this got leaked to him somehow because they want to know that Adrian Griffin isn't the guy for them, which to me feels crazy. You're 17 games into this. You're still second or third in the Eastern Conference. I know they lost to Boston, but they almost won that game. The personnel might not be there, but if I'm the Bucks. Adrian Griffin's going to be your guy, right? Maybe he get, there's no way he's getting fired midseason. If you're second in the East, that seems like a long shot. So I'll be trying to rally around this coach and at least, you know, tell him that this is what we need you to do. Because in the report, Bobby Porter specifically was saying that down the stretch of the games, they need to be more organized. In the clutch of the season, they do have the first or second most wins. I think they're like nine and four or something like that. So in those clutch situations, they're able to win. But we know that star players, a lot of the times in the clutch, are able to take over. And when you have Dame, who's, you know, amongst the league leaders in points in the fourth quarter, and Giannis, sometimes stars can take over. But when you have this matchup against the Pacers, who are probably the hottest team in the NBA right now, when when you're not able to, that's when you need the coach to be able to step in, draw plays, ATOs, and really be able to, you know, find a bucket down the stretch. They weren't able to do that last night. Well, two things that I want to ask. It's ironic that you mentioned the the defense when the Bucks actually got back in the game when they went to zone defense. Meanwhile, I'm watching Tyrese Halliburton walk to the free throw line in the zone to get jump shots. Just walk right up to the free throw line to get jump shots. That's number one. Number two, Dell, I want to take, I want to put my GM hat on and I am the GM of the Milwaukee Bucks and I am calling you up and I'm saying you are the GM of the Chicago Bulls. I'm saying to you, I got both, I got, I got motion, I got motion, Bochamp, and I got Andre Jackson. How about you hand over Caruso? Oh, you like enough. that? You need to send three first-round picks, buddy. They don't have picks. That's their issue. They don't have any first. seconds. They traded five have, seconds you for just Jake Crowder. Keep going. I, think we have, I think we got two. I think we got two. I, I think so you send over two, two first. Yeah, two, two twos. twos. So you, you can get what's more it, than what's Caruso. It, what's it going to take for you to hand over Alex Caruso? More than two twos. <laughs> you get two ones, you're good. Yeah. You run with it. Two ones, you run with. Because I think Caruso, even a one and two, a one and two twos, you, you run with it. There's, there's gonna be, I think, a mini bidding war for Caruso. Like, there's gonna be a ton of teams around the league that's gonna need that perimeter defense. That I don't think the Bucks are gonna be able to beat. You know, those type of packages that are gonna be out. He there. locked up. It's KD. ugly. Never forget. It is ugly. Their picks. They have. They don't have anything. They have a second in twenty four from Portland. They have a second in twenty seven. That's theirs. That's it. Yeah, they have two tradable picks. That's it. Well, that's it. 
You better hope. Uh, I mean, that's what you trade Dame for. Hey, trade five seconds five for Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Was L. It was probably an L. Five seconds, right? Four that was two. crazy. I, six, <laughs> well, I think it was four or five twos. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. That was nuts. <laughs> He's that's terrible. Listen, Jay Crowder, shout out to you. You ass. Like, he ain't good. That was a bad trade. Don't do that, Sam. We have a super chat here. It's football CF candy. Needs to do a PSA real quick because the Bulls refuse to rebuild. Plus, don't want to trade Caruso to sell tickets. I'm sick and tired. <laughs> Get this front office out. Fire, AK. It's happening. They're man. on a three-game win streak. Do you, know, do you know that? Do you <laughs> no, know they're that? not on a three-game win streak. They're on a three-game home win streak. Let's, let's listen. Be that's too many wins. Day. I needed all L's. I am okay. mad as fuck. We won. Do you know Extremely the pain mad. in my heart okay. reading? And Zach's not playing. Yeah, he's out. And we look. We look so much better. Do you know the pain in my heart reading that the Bulls feel as if Caruso yeah, that, is one of their greater report. success it's stories? Report. I ignored it because I was crazy. I'll be honest. Do you know I'm, the pain in my heart free. when I Because I used that? to watch Caruso I'm in college. Lie, bro. Is Levine... Then un- why were you surprised when Caruso was like that in LA? How close... His offensive game was mid. How close He's is Levine d- for being untradeable? Yeah. Huh? How close is Levine for being untradeable? I think because of his Ooh. contract and his injury history, it makes him hard to trade. Because so at the start of the this, season... this is my This Week in the NBA. But go sorry. Ahead. At the right. start of the season, we had like trade machines for Zach Levine. He's also not, like help, six, he's like, he's not helping himself by playing bad. It's, and also... He's not... He, he's also not... He's not playing team ball. He's not being a team player. He shows no leadership. He has an insane contract and he's been up and down this season. There you go. That's a recipe to be fringe on trade. I don't know about up and down, mainly down, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. yeah but he had a game this year where he... What, it's yeah, been 20 fit, games. Because every report comes out <laughs> saying <laughs> Team X isn't... He maybe has three exactly. games under his maybe. belt. Yeah, I don't One know. of them was a bug out. Didn't he have yeah, 50 yeah. Was it, or 40-something like that? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, it was 40 for sure. I think that was against the Pistons. What was the report you said? You were about to say something? <laughs> I think he had 40 against the Pistons. Yeah, yeah. 51. Yeah, it was against the fucking yeah, I think 51. he lost. 51's crazy. And I think they lost that game. That's a Bulls problem. They did lose, yeah, they, they lose that game. Nah, Is that on yeah. him? He I, gave 51 and lost? Listen, yeah. you got 50 and you hey, lost. I don't know. Do better. Listen, man, I don't know what happened. I don't remember the game. It might have been early. It might have been when the Pistons were celebrating on 2-1. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I, I, think, I, I think he had a. I, I think he was tied with Jordan where he had 51 and I don't think he had any assists in that game. Yeah, that's a his that's a his problem, bro. <laughs> he didn't pass it one time. I'm lucky. That's but nuts. the report I was talking about was more I'm reports you say are teams not I'm, I'm, I'm not. I know for a fact he had 51. He had 51. He yeah. shot 57 percent from the field. He had zero assists. Did he have a rebound? He had five rebounds. He had a steal also. Oh, that means he played defense. Hey, I'm just saying that could have been Asar dribbling off. Oh my his foot. god, and you got you guys low key got cooked 118 yeah. to 102. Then that 50 was mid. <laughs> this is October. That's was the this first week of the year. I got a question. First week of the season, I believe. Given who they are players right now and the contract, would you rather Zach Levine or Tyler Harris? I like how you added the contracts because it helps your case. It does. It's the only thing that helps your case. Who would I rather, Zach Levine or Tyler Hero right now? Tyler Hero's been such he, – he's been in and out of the lineup. Hmm. You might not get the answer you Can't wanted. Go. Can't really depend on him like we need to because when he's in the lineup, they're really good. Oh, gee, he's really don't good. think too hard about this one. He didn't ask the question right in a vacuum. Who are you taking? Who's the better player? Zach Levine's the yeah, better. Yeah, he he's tried easy. to add. He tried to add all action. I never said Tyler Hill's a better player. I said it's close. It's not. So why'd a you gap. try to add the contracts and stuff? <laughs> because that's how it operates. It matters. Yeah, it matters. Yes, it does. The money does matter. <laughs> it definitely does. It undoubtedly. I don't it think it mattered matter. when we were talking it about it, but Joe, I'm sorry. No, it matters. I agree. It, it matters hundred percent. It matters. It matters. Oh, it matters. Do, do the Miami Heat want to give Tyler Hero twenty five million a year? Zach fifty. I think I they, mean, they wanted Zach at one point. Is Zach do you remember two? when the Heat just went on a championship run? 
Uh, they were trying to trade Tyler him? Hero for Malcolm Brogdon. Is Zach oh two God. times the player that's, oh that Tyler Hero is? No, he's my God. They were trying no. to trade Tyler Hero for Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon is a good player, though. But, like, come on, but bro. But to give Tyler Hero for him is kind of crazy. If but he, Malcolm Brogdon is. If he's quote he unquote this guy, you think. It, what? He just wants six men of the year. Okay. And he's on an expiring this year. That's not why they tried to. That's not why they tried to trade his best role. To be honest with you, Joe, I I think Tyler Hero is better as a rotation player than he is as a starter. He's been great as a starter this year, but yeah, like Zach Levine's not two times the player of Tyler Hero. I think two times is strong. Maybe one, one time. Point five. Point five. One one time. I'll give you. Point five. I'll give you. One time's the same. Oh, well, you know, however we're, however we're trying to do this shit, I don't know. Like, and point five less. means that Tyler Hero's better yeah. than Levine. Yeah, whatever. So one and a half. However we're he's trying to do this, half. yeah, like one and a half. He's not two times. He's one and a half times better. Like if, like if, what is Zach, like a top 50 player? Where did that Brogdon for Hero come from? I don't know. I probably saw it in the summer somewhere. So it's not even verified. It, it could probably be is if I look it up. Probably it fake. Could, it could it be up. fake. It was a lot of Miami. Uh, listen, and Tyler Hero for Brogdon games this season. I'll be honest. A lot of Miami Heat rumors are probably fake. They are. Okay. They're, they're they just an every player Hero ever. Over, that's why. That's why Dame isn't in Miami. They wouldn't hand him over for Dame. Yeah, the facts. It was a part of the three teamer. They were trying no, to send Hero to not, San Antonio. No, this the the no, Blazers didn't want Hero. Yes, it was. The Blazers didn't OG, want Hero. The Blazers that, did was. not want oh, Tyler did. Hero. So, so Miami was interested in handing him over to Blazers. Oh, they were ready Yeah, the Blazers to go said no, so they tried to call San Antonio to get him involved three, in the three-teamer. Three yep. And the San Antonio was like, ah, <laughs> we already got these dudes. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, Who's better, Devin back. Vassell or Tyler Hero? It's Devin Vassell. Tyler Hero's better than oh, Devin shit. Vassell. Devin Vassell's... He's been he's hooping this nice. season. He's, he's coming up the bench right now. 50 41 off the bench. That's OD. He's not better than Tyler Hero. It's close. What makes you say that? Hey, if it's close between. Was that, is that so the point five? Is that the one point? Is that the one? Is that the, the one? Tyler Hero does one thing. What does Tyler Hero what do? What does Tyler Hero he do? He can score and play make. Barely. It's not, not barely. Vassell averages like one assist per game, bro. He one does assist, not. Okay. No, no. Okay, Devin right, Vassell does right. not pass at all. That's a fair point. I have seen him do some ridiculous shit so with the ball. So that's the one thing he does. Does it make you feel better if I told you he averages three assists? How many is that hero average? Four? Let's say what's hero average? If hero isn't at six, this argument is cooked. There's no way he's at six. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's at 4.6. Yep. This shit is five. It's five. Five to three is valid. Five to three is valid. For a dude that don't pass the ball. No, no, no. We're not doing No, no. Not jacking that. Nope. And just so you know, I rounded up for both. It's 2.7 and 4.6. What did Vassell average the year before that? Oh. I'm I'm fairly. All right. Probably one. He averaged more. He averaged four. He's fucked. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. When I watch him play, he does, not, he does not pass. I agree, he gets I agree with you. I agree with you. He, well, well, who he would you pass to on that spurt? I watched him. He took a he took a jumper on two people Outside fade away. It was crazy. It was like 18 seconds. Yeah, he doesn't pass the ball. And I think Tyler Hero is bit, he's better than him. It's close. That's about the if same way that it's close, close, close between Levine and Tyler. You could, we could say it's <laughs> I'm not saying it's not close. I'm not saying it's not close. That's where it hurts me. Pray for Levine. Get healthy. He's the only Levine guy. You fell off, man. Pick really a side. Ah, a couple years ago. When he was doing he good. Was not when he was yeah, tw- when you were, you know, 28, so you be the Bucks, 50, 40, 85. Yeah. <laughs> that, was he, that was when he was on a heater. He fell the fuck off. 50, 40, 85. What yeah, a movie. Never see that again. What a movie. You were calling him White MJ. <laughs> uh, I was doing that. I remember. Yeah, did I actually? White MJ is hilarious. <laughs> not for all. That's not the shit I would say. <laughs> Athleticism. <laughs> he was crazy, though. I always love Levine. Levine definitely is one of those guys that I liked a lot. But, hey, he's not been helping his case right now. I'm looking at these comments right now. Somebody said that I'm trying to see. Did the comment get deleted or no? Oh, no. It's from Nick Perez. He said, Tyler is closer to Zach than Vassell. He's a Heat fan. 
And then Bastard. Bash Barty goes, Harrow 22-5-5 and on a winning team shooting 44-41-88. That's had multiple great moments in big playoff series. Respect him. Cook Marcus Smart as a rookie. He also has played eight games. If Bash Barty was here, I would have been like, name the moments. He has eight games. Matter of fact, Bash Barty in the comments, Period. name the moments. Are they all in that same series the versus the Celtics? They might have been the bubble. They might all be in the all same year. The <laughs> he might not be able to name a single moment shit, after man. that. Jim no, he also had a moment, I think it was game one in the NBA Finals where he was doing that mean mug stupid shit on... In the bubble. Yeah, against That's the what I'm saying. Yeah, that might all, the moments might be from that all year. Jim O'Brien sent a super chat. Hero in the first for Levine and bring him to Miami. And Levine becomes an all-star or all-NBA and Hero becomes Jordan Poole. Give Levine a, <laughs> give Levine a better organization <laughs> and see what happens when he leaves the, that bad Chicago team. I started laughing at oh all-NBA. Oh, my God. Nah, all-NBA is crazy. Jordan Poole is also crazy. I think, that, I, I think he was a victim. I think Zach Levine was a victim of circumstance because as bad as that Chicago team is, all of that was predicated on Lonzo Ball being healthy. That's who they built so that true. team around. So if Lonzo Ball stays healthy, I think we're talking about a completely different Chicago Bulls team because now you got a primary ball handler and a distributor. You got a defender. That means that, that Zach and both Zach and, and DeMar DeRozan don't have to be primary ball handlers and playmakers. You actually have somebody for that. Vooch is actually a lot better defensively as a team defender than you give him credit for. He's a lot better than that. Called your ass um, out. He's being he, nice. He's a lot better than that. Andre Drummond is serviceable. Can't make free throws. Get him to the, he's get him to the Lakers. Me now, OG. Get him to the Lakers. We need a backup <laughs> big. He's at least he's at least serviceable. What I don't do is I, I don't I don't I don't I don't really stick that much on one side of the basketball. I like to see what guys bring to the table. And Andre Andre Drummond is one of the better rebounders in the game. He is not not he is he is one of the better rebounders in the game. He doesn't defend very well, but to your point, Riv, he does give effort. So. If Lonzo Ball stays healthy, I think we're talking about a completely different Chicago Bulls team. And this unit was built in the short term. This wasn't like this was a unit built to win in three, four, five years. No, this was this team was built to win right now. And the fact that Lonzo Ball got hurt really screwed them up. How I think long that ago speaks, did I tell you that? I think that speaks on the front office that they just continue to wait and wait and wait and well, wait and wait and not do young. nothing. He's still young. Brother, man, he hasn't played football. Mm -hmm. I mean, basketball in two years. First off. Prayers to Lonzo. For I sure. hope but like you can't just court. sit there and wait for a point I don't guard, disagree. a utility player to come back and this. That's why they got Javon. Utility is insane. More, he's more than utility player. No, what's you know funny that. is that is why they got Javon. What's the definition of utility player? He's Lonzo is more than utility player. That sounds replaceable to me. Oh, it didn't to me. It just sounded like he can do a multiple lot things. things. Yeah, uh -huh. versatile. I understand. Yeah, that's really all Five to Versatile players. I mean, I utility. I'm thinking like my fault. That's not how I meant it. He's just very not a role player. Oh, he kind of is. He's a high level, high level role player. All right, that that was better. We meet at the mini medium, uh, but it's so true. I mean, think about how long ago in two years, everything that he just said. I told you guys this months ago with the truth of when Lonzo went down, that was but your defensive. What are you going to you gonna sit there and just pray on the fact that he's going to get healthy? I, yeah. Well, I don't think you were expecting him to be out for two years. Year. They knew yeah. that last year. No, no. You were anticipating no, when he first two got years. hurt, though. You didn't know what I'm saying, but they years. they knew he, he fucked up. Like, he got hurt, then they fucked up the surgery, then they found out again. He's gonna be out for another year. They knew. And they just, they, they knew. They, Would you they, rather they them double down and make a move though? And then after they knew he he was gonna get hurt, they signed Zach Levine. So they knew, then signed Zach. And then they re-signed Vooch. So they knew all this. And they was like, "Fuck it." Reference page. Listen, your sad. front office has made some mistakes. We know for sure, that. they're new. Hate that for him. Yeah. <laughs> off to a great start. They were off to a great start. They were definitely cooking. They were at Cook first. Cook died. Cook died. <laughs> My God, fifty-two games, 47, 63. 55, 35, nothing. 
God bless him. It man. hurts. Hopefully he comes back better than ever. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday that what Tyrese Halliburton is doing right now is what Lonzo Ball was projected to do. Are you bring this up on the show once he got to the league, and I What's thought it was a no, fair no, he comparison. Tweeted it out, so oh, because Tyrese Halliburton, he's the ultimate playmaker. He is a forty percent shooter. Lonzo in college was supposed to be the floor general, 40% shooter. But once he got to the league, the jump jump shot didn't translate. Tyrese's did. Uh, We know Lonzo is a better defender, of course. But I thought that comparison was a great comparison because what Tyrese is doing right now, how he's taking the league by storm, many expected Lonzo to be doing the same thing. We talked about the in-season tournament earlier and how we can bring more light on rising young stars. Tyrese this year. Had his ter- third career game of 25-plus points, 15-plus assists, zero turnovers. MVP stat? No one else in NBA history uh-huh. has one such game where they have 25-plus, 15-plus assists. And in the in-season tournament, I mean, you look at him knocking off the Celtics, knocking off the Bucks, and each of those games having 15-plus assists and zero turnovers, doing it on his efficiency. How many guards are you taking over Ty- Tyrese Halliburton right now OG, I want to get your answer on this because I'm interested to see what you have to say. OG, before you start, remember we were having a conversation about Halley is the second best shooter? Would you take KD over him? I found out yesterday he was shooting 50%. From three? Yes, bro. Tyrese Halliburton takes like eight threes a game, though. I mean, does KD take five? He might take like two. K- really? Also, is Jalen, is Jalen Brunson not in that conversation, too? He went 0 for 6. I don't care about him. Either. You can't have a bad game. I'm sorry. 0 for 6 is just an excuse. Wait, Jalen Brunson's in a conversation of best shooters in Desmond the world? Desmond Bain's a better shooter than him. Jalen Brunson was shooting like 47% before that would, 0 for Desmond 6. Bain's a better shooter than him. Desmond Bain's a really good shooter, but J- Jalen Brunson has two been attempts? If he's at 5, I 4. feel like... 4.6. My bad. So five, That's that 50% is fake, sneaky, three, My bad. I meant yeah, to say two threes made That's what he has. 50% of that was crazy. What do you got to say, OG? Jalen Brunson is still shooting forty-six oh. percent. So, to, so, to, so, to, so to answer your question, how do I feel about Tyree Taliburton? This is the same Tyree Taliburton that this time last year. So this time last year, the same amount of games, he was nineteen and eleven, and we weren't really paying that much attention to him. So now we go from a guy who was nineteen and eleven on a team that didn't make the playoffs to now he's a top three point guard in the league. <laughs> We're not doing it. Absolutely not. And the reason why we're not doing that <laughs> is because I would like, because again, it's what I told you dudes earlier, right? I'm not marrying her, but I am introducing her to the fellas. Yo, this is my girl. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. I am. I'm introducing her to the fellas, and I want y'all to know that, yo, we building something here. Am I marrying her? Not yet. Let's chill out. I'm not saying that, but she is what's up. 100% she is. I'm watching the guy in Tyree Taliburton, how he takes care of the basketball, how nobody really speeds him up. I dig, I dig that about his game the most. He plays within himself. He doesn't do a lot of things that he doesn't know how to do. But what he does do, getting downhill, getting himself open, getting guys wide open looks. He does that. He does that with the best of them. But in terms of him, in terms of this being consistent and for a long time, I'd like to see this a little bit more because the guys that I'm thinking about, when I'm thinking about Steph Curry, when I'm thinking about Luca, when I'm thinking about Trey Young, when I'm thinking about De'Aaron Fox, <laughs> yeah. Oh former, shit! When, when, when I'm thinking, when I'm thinking about um, De'Aaron Fox still being an All NBA performer, when I'm thinking about guys like that, right? Man, he doesn't care I'm about, about guys like that. Skin these guy. guys have been doing this for a lot longer, and that matters. I care about what you did, when you did it, who you did it against, and how you did it. 
I care about those four things. And I have yet to see Tyrese Halliburton over an extended period of time. And I don't mean over the course of three or four weeks, over the course of a month or two months. No, I'm not saying that. I haven't I haven't seen that <laughs> enough for him. Would, I, would it blow you guys' mind if I told you that John Stockton in the 88, in the 89, 90 season, Stock had a five game stretch. Cause we got, cause this is the narrative that we have in today's game where we have five game stretches. John Stockton had a five game stretch in the 89, 90 season where he went 21, 19, two turnovers. Goodness. What? Okay. That's And just, and just so we clear, Riv, this was during a stretch where this was his peak where he had a three year stretch where he went 17 and 14. Oh. On a five to one assist to turnover, Stockton was different. Stockton. He was different. Three years, and I want you to put this on your mind too, Riv, because how we talking about Tyrese Halliburton right now? Just so you know, John Stockton didn't sniff the league MVP oh. any of those years. Mm. He didn't sniff it, mm. right? So we got a guy in Tyrese Halliburton who looks fantastic right now. There's a reason why the Indiana Pacers signed him to a supermax because we clearly have our league guard for the future, 100. <laughs> but what I need to see is I just need to see it more over the course of time. And I also need to see it in the postseason. He's actually he's actually made a guy like Obi Toppin, who I thought was basically Kenny Skywalker 2.0. <laughs> I thought that that's who he was. He's making him look like a viable NBA player. And he's making this team look like a really good team. I just need to see it more before I start talking about him. Like I talk about Luka Doncic, who destroyed the Los Angeles Clippers in the playoffs, who took that Dallas Mavericks team to the Western Conference Championship, who, just, who Steph Curry took his team to the NBA Championship, or De'Aaron Fox, who took his team to the playoffs and were in a dog fight with the defending NBA champions. And he actually won clutch player of the year or Trey young who actually won a playoff series and took his team deep into the playoffs. All I'm asking for is I'm asking for some consistency. consistent. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're not awesome. Cause I think this guy is fantastic. Mm. I just need to see a little bit more. Oh, gee. So we, question. We, you, you think that Luca dominated right. the Clippers? I do. Yes. Okay. Does anybody disagree with you? Oh, well, no, you disagreed with me a couple weeks ago when I said it. Couple you absolutely did. We talked about that what? a couple weeks ago? Yes, in the offseason when we were talking about the Mavericks. Oh, a couple weeks ago. You said, you said that he didn't dominate them because they lost in the first round twice. He destroyed them. <clears throat> he did. He just fell off in the fourth quarter. Got I, guess a maybe, I guess maybe we were doing a team versus team. Like, I, don't, I don't remember. OG, let me ask you a question because you, you mentioned the four guys in particular. You left that one. Drew, is he being hard-headed too or no? Is he being hard-headed? It'll depend on his answer to this question. Now, OG, two different questions. Last year, when we had our conversation about a similar position and a different player, of course, SGA was the breakout point guard of last year. We had multiple conversations about SGA, and you told me on multiple occasions it killed Doc Rivers to give that kid up because he knew what SGA was going to be. Now, you didn't mention SGA at all there, and I, I have a feeling it's because he hadn't made it to the playoffs, but he was an all NBA player. The postseason does matter, yes. And, and I, I still have a problem with the fact that SGA was first-team All-NBA and his team didn't make the playoffs. I, however, I him being a lead guard, I would put him in front of Tyree Talliburton. Yes, I would. So I, o- I yeah. only say that with the idea that... You don't put him over Trey Young. Do I put... Do I, SGA, SGA over, over Trey Young. Young. I need, you have Trey Young pretty high. I'm fine with that because Trey Young's still playing very He's well. He's playing great. And, and the, the, Hawks the, reason, are... the reason why, Joe, is again, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of, of being better at basketball. And the reason why I'm not a fan of being better at basketball, because I've seen better basketball players get outplayed. I'm sure you guys have heard this from me. And the logic that, you know, this guy is better at basketball 
and he gets outplayed. Well, he's still better, but it's not undisputed. There's a conversation now because he's actually gotten outplayed. So as opposed to a guy who isn't better, where you see a whole lot of different things from these people. So a guy like Trey Young, who's taking his team, don't get me wrong, Trey Young puts his teams in really precarious situations where he takes a lot of bad shots. But him being the man and him taking his team to the playoffs multiple years and taking his team deep into the playoffs, that matters to me. I do care about that. And when I see a guy do that multiple times, as opposed to a dude who just showed up and is getting to that level, I can't just 86 this dude because he's playing great right now. I can't do that. But did you believe guy is still playing that, Did you believe in game. SGA to do it all last season? I didn't believe in him to do it like he did it last season. I didn't okay. think he'd be that good. No, so I now didn't. I'm going to say no, he's not being hard-headed. Because when you saw SGA come out the gates and he was on fire, you felt, hey, so it's time that he finally ascended. He's finally showing what everyone believed that SGA could be. Now, similarly with Tyrese, there was the people that were definitely in his boat more than others. Of course, Joel, when you talk, you're going to talk very highly of SGA, excuse me, of Tyrese Halliburton. But we had expectations on the Pacers. We felt, hey, this team would be a playoff team. They could be a high-level play-in team. They're playing very well. Number one offensive rating in the NBA. Defense definitely lagging behind, but... We're talking about them being in the finals of the end season tournament. Tyrese Halliburton's playing at an insane level. So, no, Riff, to answer, no, he's not being hard at it. He's being consistent. But, but I also feel that in a similar light with him, where Tyrese definitely has become one of the better point guards in the game, is arguably playing at a top three level at the point guard position at this current moment in time. But when it comes to guards that would take over him, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, I still have to respect SGA. And Trey Young. But other than that, you can slide Tyrese Halliburton right in there. He's played that great. Damian Lillard's definitely fringe, but at this point in time, we're fringe? definitely... I'd say fringe as in you have to respect Damian, what he's done for his career. But Tyrese Halliburton, when it comes to point guard responsibilities, I think you actually tweeted this out, or maybe we had conversations about it. He is one of the better passers in the game. He's one of the better playmakers. Pure point guard. Exactly. Pure point guard. That He is the definition of that. Buckets. So. To me, I still have to respect Trey Young for, like, all the reasons OG mentioned. He has made it to the playoffs, where SGA didn't make it to the playoffs, but still was first team All-NBA. We know what Luka Doncic is. We know what a Steph Curry is. Similar reason, what De'Aaron Fox also could be in this conversation. It's just the idea that we're looking at Tyrese Halliburton be on top of the one of the best passers, one of the most efficient scorers on top of it, too. I understand how you're going by your list, OG. You, you are valuing regular season production. And then playoff production, Tyrese hasn't been to the playoffs as who he is right now. And SGA hasn't been there as a superstar yet. He'll probably be there this year. He will be there this year, and we'll see how he plays. So I can respect that. For me, how I do things, I'm looking at what's happening right now, what's happened last year, and then I'm projecting a little bit. Because it's mostly off of how I feel. I would, Who do I want to run my team going forward? When I look at point guards, or go, I'll just stick with point guards. I won't stick with guards. I'm not going to bring in no two guards into this. When I look at point guards that are better than Tyrese, that I would take over Tyrese right now, it's Luka, it's SGA, it's Steph Curry. Outside of that, I think I'm comfortable taking Tyrese over anybody else respect, in the NBA. Respect Trey. Come on. I mean, Trey Young, the, the, the efficiency, the inconsistency. The efficiency is, is still good. The efficiency is still good. Here we what, go. It's about what, to get spicy. That is what deters me from Trey Young. <laughs> You want to know why? I've seen him go into a playoff series where he averaged 15 points, 
shot 33% from the field Miami and 19% from three. And had a game-winning shot in that series as well. And but he still shot played 33% terrible. Miami could lock field. up almost yeah, anybody in the league. Though, but talk about what he did against the Celtics. Talk about his entire run well. where he made it to the ECF. He played well. The ECF run was great. Against, Listen, the, was, against the Cavaliers in the playing game as well. The ECF run. Waiting for him to say fluky. It was great. Y'all know how I feel about that run. Y'all really know how I feel about that run. When it comes to Trey Young, that is what I don't like, the inefficiency. Mm-hmm. What I know he's capable of, the floor, which is if he's off, I'm getting below 40% from the field. I might not get above 30% from the three. But that's like and, and then we talk about usage percentage with Trey Young. That's not even, I'm not, am I being rude? No. no yeah, I mean. It's just funny. It's Sometimes truth. when you're off, you're really off. Tatum gets it really happens. Off. Garbage. Tr- Tatum has never had a series where he's averaged 15 Expect and shot 33 percent from the field. Okay. He's never had that. Even at 22 years old. <laughs> Trey Young, and then he dominates ah, the ball. I, I don't think, know if that's true. Actually, it's the second year versus the the Bucks. What did wait? He did do? he shoot under 40 against the Warriors? The Warriors is probably ugly. Yeah. 33% from the field and 19% from three. I don't know. If, oh, I don't know okay, if so he did, He has had a series <laughs> yeah, like that. Trey Young. No, I'm talking about Trey, Trey Young. Young. Yeah, Trey no, he's talking about Trey Young. I don't know if Tatum was that bad. That hurt. I don't know if Tatum was that bad. Trey Young needs to dominate the ball. I hope he wasn't. And I, I don't think <laughs> Do you want me to do this? <laughs> and I don't think it's easy to, yeah. to play with Trey Young. When I look at Tyrese this season, yeah, it's a bit projecting, but I projected him to be a breakout player this year. He's averaging 27 a game, four rebounds per game, 12 assists per game on 52, 44, 88 splits. And the efficiency is not something that's just been happening this year. He's been efficient since day one, since he got to the NBA. And I'd argue, had he got his opportunity to run his own team on day one, he'd be a 20 and 10 guy his, his since his rookie year. If you look at the stats that Tyrese had in his rookie season when he didn't play with De'Aaron Fox and he got to be the lead guy, that's exactly what his numbers were. We're talking about a player who's second in PER, first in true shooting percentage amongst point guards over someone like Steph, who is the most efficient player on the planet. Right now, Tyrese hasn't beat at 67%, and he's 43rd in usage percentage with a 5.4 assist to turnover ratio. So we're talking about somebody that doesn't have to dominate the ball, yet can put up these impactful numbers, first in offensive rating, first in offensive box plus minus, third and half court drives in a percentage where he makes those drives. And when you compare Tyrese to the other guards in terms of areas of the court, restricted area in the paint, mid range above the break threes on floaters, you make the direct comparison to Trey young Tyrese shoots 63% in the restricted area. Trey's at 55%. Tyrese shoots 71.7% in the paint. Trey is 42%. Tyree shoots 42.5% from mid-range. Trey is at 41%. Tyree shoots 44% above the break on threes. Trey is 35.6%. Tyree shoots 64.3% on floaters. Trey is at 49.3%. We're talking about a guy who's efficient at every single level at scoring the basketball, and he's a much, much more efficient passer. So when I look at Tyrese, right now this season, it's a debate that he's playing the best of any point guard in the NBA. Outside of Luka. I think this year he's been the best pure point guard, mm-hmm. and I think for years to go, for years to come, he is going to be the best pure point guard in the NBA when you take everything into account, and he doesn't provide the same type of volatility that other guys that have been high usage in the past provided where they're going to give you high assist numbers, but the turnovers are going to be four. They're going to be five. 
Tyrese can protect the ball better than anybody I've seen. And the offensive system does protect them a bit in that because they don't, you know, he's not running into a ton of guys and they do run great sets. But Rick Carla came out and said it. We're not running that often. That's my like, oftentimes, we're not running sets for Tyree. We're just letting him go out there and play and run the show to how he sees fit. But what he's doing, this, if he keeps this up and maintains it, can be one of the greatest point guard seasons ever. So you're saying he's a modern-day Magic Johnson? He's a modern-day Steve Nash. I think he's Steve Nash if Steve Nash took more shots. I think if Steve Nash... <laughs> Magic Johnson was I want to see how far we could go. Oh, yeah. Magic That's why I went at the bar. Yeah. Starting at the absolute top was crazy. I, I, was surprised, I was surprised that you ribbed because I was like, don't don't get sucked in. Magic, Magic, <laughs> Magic Johnson <laughs> couldn't <laughs> shoot, so I might take Tyrese. He called me on guard. I was like, he went that far. I was like, damn. <laughs> like, well, he started at the top of the list. You said over. You said the best point guard in the league in a couple of years. That means... Over Luca? No, I think yeah. best pure point guard in the best league. Best pure point. Okay, no, so we're very specific. That's why I went here. to Magic. I no, immediately no, Joe, don't went back to off Magic. that, Joe. In the next two years, we're gonna have a serious conversation that he's the best league guard in the game. There I'm are so players good. right now that play the I'm point guard so, position, like Luca, like SGA. Luca's a bit of an anomaly because he play makes at a high level, but there are also times where he's not always looking to be a playmaker. SGA is arguably a, the most complete point guard in the league. SGA is a tweener. He's a point guard, but he's also a shooting guard. He's a tweener. Do everything. Darren Fox too. Combo he's guard. a great sure. player. Huh? Darren Fox too. Darren Fox is a, is a combo. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So when we're talking about just pure point guard, I think Tyrese. Yeah, like he nah, can be ain't. the best pure point guard. We ain't doing man. that shit. We ain't, we ain't we ain't just putting them in a no point guard. Point guard. We talking about all the point guards. If you a tweener, you could jump. You didn't in this even mention John Moran either. No, then this this you should have not sorry, said bro. a I'm fucking so sorry. word really because apologize. I I let OG do it. Yep. He didn't say True. nothing. I did. I either. let Joel speak. I did not, I, he I didn't, didn't say either. nothing. I folded too. And I want to apologize. And I've been letting Twitter off the hook too because they ain't been saying nothing. I apologize. We gonna stop forgetting about John Moran there. We gonna stop doing that. This is a man. With probably the most the worst spacing out of all these guards we talking about. By far. Average 26 and what seven? Stupid. With Steven Adams on the court. Yep. Dylan Brooks, who at the time wasn't a crazy three-point shooter. Nope. Jeremy Jackson, who's streaky. Desmond Bain being him. his only shooter. And then the dudes coming in ain't shooters either. Like we have to forget John Moran. And I'm not saying I'm not getting into a who's better, who I just want to. Throw some light on it. He's still one of the best point guards in the league. He's still a guy that when he comes back, if he gets the right players around him, he can also shake up. He still has room to improve as a scorer, as an isolation scorer in the half court set. So if he's another guy that can get motion in his track, he need, and I know y'all seen the Instagram, he got a little bigger. So this is another dude that's been in the gym, much locked bigger? in 188 now. Strong man, grown man, man shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. 188.8. Yeah, so he gonna get the one ninety. One ninety soon. Yeah. So shout out to my boy John Morant because he's definitely one of them guys. But um, you know, yeah, I mentioned a lot of good names, and I think there's a healthy medium between Joel and OG. I think there can be a healthy medium. I think people do go a little bit overboard with throwing tags and giving names. You know, I think what Joel is saying is fair. He can say, you know, I think this guy can be the best league guard in, in two years or so in projecting. And I think it's fair what OG is saying. Like, you know, I want to see a little bit more extended play, maybe towards the end of the season or when the playoffs is over. Because you're right, you have to go in. Regular season matters, but you have to either replicate what you do in the playoffs or do it at a higher rate to be considered top of the top. So I think there's a healthy medium. I think I do think 
we like all of us included. Like I know me with my fandoms, Drew with his fandoms, Joel sometimes with his fandom, Dells with his stupid Tatum fandoms. I know sometimes <laughs> we like, get mixed up in the we like to overextend and over exaggerate, you know, put a tag too, you know, too quickly, but Tyrese Halliburton is playing amazing. You know, we can give him that credit. You know, he's playing like one of the best point guards in the league. He has his team fighting for a playoff spot. You know, he's shooting at an absurd rate. Yeah, for sure. At the time, that wasn't a bad take, though, so I don't care. But he's shooting at an absurd Mm. rate right now, and he's been killing. So you have to give him that credit. You have to give him that due justice. The point guards I would take over him, I think the obvious, I think Steph and Luke are in a class of their own. I think no matter what you do at this point, Steph and Luke are at, at the point guard position are in a class of they're just a tier one in order for you to get close Steph, to them. How long, do, how long does Curry play at this level? He's 35. He'll be Steph, get, I think Steph got about two, three. I think I think you give him about two, three. Why put a cap on it? Yeah, I like, I like honestly, Steph is at a position where he can even play slightly worse than what he plays, and we'll still probably put him in that OG, tier. OG, we never just, expected LeBron to still play just, like this. Like yeah, this? No way. That, but that's the difference, though, Drew. Like, guys like James are an anomaly. That's not every day. But Curry's right? been guys doing like, it. it. Kevin Durant, doing it. Kevin Durant and Steph, it. about to be 35, 36 years old. They're probably the next up anomalies in the, in the sense of they're playing at, like, Steph's going to be 36 in March. Like, OG, if, see him if, slowing if, down. We, if we give credit to, to the way that we give to LeBron, we got to hold that same energy for Steph and KD, which I'm going to do. Yeah, and the way Steph's game is, he doesn't need athleticism too much. You know, he always going to have right. that jumper. Like, that's never going to fall off a clip. But. Oh, no. Athleticism to just do this that, nonstop. Yeah, that's more that's, cardio. Yeah, yeah. cardio. His that cardio goes is, hand is in hand with sure. athleticism. His cardio is one-on-one. But I think Steph and Luke are in a tier of their own. You, at I'm this point, you. everybody's just trying to catch that I tier. I think SGA... Yep. You could put Halley in there if you want to. Fox, ja. Trey Young, Ja. I think that's the next tier up. Fuck Jalen th- Brunson, man. What happened? I think Jalen... Jalen's weird because I think Jalen, in terms of the playoffs, you can put him up there, but I don't think he has He's the regular season year, as those other guys. He's twenty five. Yeah. yeah, I think this year, yeah, On but I think like efficiency. I think SGA back to back thirty point per game years. SGA, I'm cool. Fox, he's back up there thirty points I'm last cool. year. He was at like twenty eight. You know, say it again, OG. What about, what about what about Jalen's passing though? Like the guy does not pass. Yeah, he's not a, he's not that good of a passer. But he is a and bucket. I got a problem with that. I, I know you do, OG. I've been listening. When I'm, when, when, when I'm looking at guys like. Uh, when I'm looking at guys like Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, when I'm looking at guys like that, and then I see a guy in Jalen Brunson who doesn't pass, and I've seen, I've seen scoring guards in the past like Damian Lillard go thirty and eight, right? I've seen guys. Oh like shit, Dame seen, also in there too. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've seen, I've seen Dame go thirty and eight. I, I've, I've seen guys like that. Russell Westbrook, thirty-two and ten. I've seen guys who are scoring guards pass the basketball, and the fact that this guy. Doesn't pass enough. Yeah. This, this guy doesn't pass. I got a problem with that. Oh, gee, but do you? I, I mean, De'Aaron Fox is. Let me not say at the same where he's not as. You know, he, I think you probably would lean him as a passer. Score first, one hundred percent. He's a score first guard. Same yes. way with Jalen Brunson. If you don't have a problem with De'Aaron Fox, in my opinion, we shouldn't have a problem with with Jalen Brunson feeling the same way. Especially when you look at the supporting cast of the of the Sacramento Kings. We're not. Right. We're not I'm not going to shit on the Knicks role players, but right now we're not watching QG play at a consistent level enough so far this season. That's someone that we could that we looked at last season that can knock RJ's down the three off. and well RJ's dealing with migraines he was playing some real good basketball at the start of the season but the now since the migraines he was at 44% he's on like 25 yeah which now. which is pretty brutal no doubt I do want to say this though I, I, I'm, that, all I'm saying is to to respect the the scoring of a Jalen Brunson who yes we could ask him to be more of a passer OG that's fine you're a point guard that's your job but his job especially when Randall was struggling was to put the ball in the cup 
Actually, it wasn't because he had other guys. And I've watched Jalen Brunson miss reads. I've watched him miss Fair. Mitchell Robinson wide open at the, at, at the basket. And I think that De'Aaron Fox, I think that De'Aaron Fox is more of a willing passer. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between a guy who passes and a more willing passer. I think that Jalen Brunson passes out of the offense out of necessity. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's his game. I think that he wants to score the basketball more than he wants to pass. I feel like De'Aaron Fox passes the basketball, but I think he's more of a willing passer, even though he is a scorer. Mm-hmm. I do think um, this is a big year for SGA and Halley. You know, I think those two guys playing at the level they're playing, there's going to be extreme eyes on them come playoff time because you're going to – like the eyes are going to be on you in the sense of what you did in the regular season – you're going to have to show that or replicate that in the playoffs. Like, it's it's not going to be no, oh, this is your first round. This is the first year. No, you kind of have to show. Like Darren Fox. What you, yeah, essentially, yes, because Fox more, like, Fox's career was like waited, waited, waited. For SGA, it's just you were all NBA. You didn't make the playoffs. Now this year, you might be all NBA again probably. Now you're in the playoffs. So now it's like. Now you have to, there is no, oh, this was his first. Like, you don't get that type of pass. You kind of have to show us what you came from day one. And that's the same with Halley. Halley might make all the NBA. So when you make all NBA, you get a different tag on you. So you get a different expectation. You get less of a, you know, a leash. So it's going to be all eyes on both of those guys for sure. Um, I think yeah. they'll be fine, though. Two guards in recent memory that have done that, their first puff parents, they balled out. De'Aaron Fox balled out against the Warriors. Definitely. And Devin Booker, first playoff run, he went to the finals. The only one in recent memory that really laid a stinker was Zach Levine, and that's because you know the truth about him. He was him. injured. Fortunately. Well, he was injured. It's matchup dependent. No, use context. Your favorite word. He was injured. That's his favorite I word. I want to see, though, how that Pacers huh? team's going to look in the, in the playoffs. My God. I'm not as... Rib, I mean, I think Halley's going to play phenomenal, but, you know, they're relying so much on their, you know, hitting the three-point shot at a pretty ridiculous rate. So once you get into seven-game series... Where coaches are going to be, you know, we have game seven games down. against you. Game slows down. Is the pace going to be as high? Are they going to be able to get so many easy buckets? Because I think that's the only pause I have in terms of like when we're ranking Halley with like Trey Young and all these guys. Is I'm going into the playoffs expecting him to do this. I'm expecting him to go into the playoffs and his efficiency will probably drop because we see basically every player in the playoffs your your efficiency is going to drop at least somewhat. I'm expecting to drop you know marginally, but I still think Halley is going to go into the playoffs and play phenomenal. So when I'm comparing him. So other point guards around the league, like I think on the would you rather, I even took him over Trey Young because sure, Trey Young, he went to the the ECF, right? He's been in in, in playoff moments against Boston. He had a uh, you know a couple big shots. He had a game winning shot against us, took us to six, where a lot of people weren't expecting me included. But I see what Halliburton can do at especially with his size, even though defensively they both have their issues, but with his size, his playmaking, his scoring ability, I feel like the ceiling on that is higher than a lot of these other point guards. So if you're only hesitant about him in the playoffs, I think that's you just basically copping out and saying, I don't think he's be able to keep it up in the playoffs. Because if you think he's going to keep doing this with what he's shown, again, limited sample size, we're 17, 18 games in, but he's showing in high leverage situations, you know, the, the two big dogs in the East go up against the Celtics, beat him at home, he goes crazy. Go up against Milwaukee, beats them, goes crazy. Now he's going to go up against LeBron James. So he's going to be able to take oh. out the two Titans in the East and then the biggest Titan of all time. If he's able to do that, I'm not going to sit here and have and any questions NBA about it. Cup. The NBA Cup. First ever little, NBA Cup champion. funny, a little it's gorky, to LeBron but, James. I mean, that's all you could yeah, show. Because I mean, nobody's expecting the Pacers to make the playoffs last season. Like, we, I can't hold that against them. But we are 
and did expect them to make the playoffs this year. This year, yeah, but yeah, last but they're year they're over, overachieving that we're expecting. Yeah. Oh no, number one offense, number yeah, one pace, yes. number one EFG, number one true shooting. You got to respect. What's and going last on. year when the Pacers took everybody by storm, we all thought they were going to be a bottom team, and he had them as a top six seed in the East. And they were a top offense until he went yeah, out. And when he went out, their offense completely crumbled and they just stopped winning games. So I think, you know, Tyrese, when I'm judging him and I'm comparing him to other point guards, I'm kind of looking at it in a vacuum. And it's like, okay, if I'm dropping these guys into a situation, just the situation, it's not, you know, just the same situation, who do I think gives me a better chance to win and gives me better output? I, I, I like Tyrese I like over Tyrese a lot of other guys. Another name we didn't mention, but have to respect him, Jamal Murray. He's not. I don't know if he's in this top five conversation, Why but Jamal. Could we mention because Jamal Murray he just went, went on went an insane in the playoff. playoff run. It's just hard to properly judge. And Jamal. he's also been injured this year. I don't think he's better than none of the guys we mentioned. I don't think so either. Me neither. That's not no. I don't know. We're talking about the best in, players in the playoffs, though. His statistics, he's were all, but out he's of also this in world. a different role than ninety five percent. Actually, probably what's, all of those. Point what's guards. the difference in roles between him and De'Aaron Fox? De'Aaron Fox doesn't have a joker. Jokic has a, a huge difference. And Sabonis is a liability. But Sabonis is one of those that he's the one kind of initiating, kind Jokic of getting things They took him away in the playoffs, though. What do you mean by that? The Warriors took Did away you all the series. No, but take him away. I'm trying to understand where. Yeah, I'm with he you. He was not effective at all in that Golden State series. Why? Because Draymond Green. But that's the point. Joker uh-huh. will still be effective. Oh, it was Joker's Joker. My reason sure. is different. Yeah. They took him away because all the dribble handoff actions that Sabonis ran in regular season, they took that away. He can't so shoot. A lot, no, so he can't. a lot of the Kings' offense in a playoff. His mid range is not terrible. He's just not a three point shooter. Became heavily he predicated on De'Aaron Fox ISOs and then De'Aaron Fox pick and rolls. Mm-hmm. They heavily relied on De'Aaron Fox because Sabonis and his pick and his dribble handoff actions were able to get taken away. And a big reason for that is because they do not respect his jump shot. And that's why they were able to scheme up. Even in his post-up situations against Looney, against Draymond, they weren't as effective. But in the finals, we saw Jamal Murray have to be the lead guard, the mean, the the lead ball handler. Was he, or did they just key in on Jokic and that opened up the floor for Jamal? But that's essentially what happened in that Kings versus Warriors series. No, because they just stopped running dribble handoff actions with Sabonis because they couldn't do it. And obviously, you still could have done it with Jokic, regardless. It'll probably have worked out regardless. But again, Murray had those on-ball responsibilities. Was the league was the the leader in the series in assists had double digit assists in every single game. It's there's definitely the respect that needs to be put on Jamal, especially when we talk about how consistent and dominant he was. I in think the saying he's like the tenth best point guard in the league is respect. I'm fine. I'm would just saying we've got to respect him in Brunson, this conversation too. Fox, I don't think he should be in this conversation. The, the definitely a conversation. The difficulty with Jamal Murray is that if we're going to start comparing him to these other guys. We got to be like, okay, can Jamal Murray be our best player, stay healthy all year, and lead us the to the playoffs? Is, the issue. is Jamal Murray an All NBA player? He could Probably be. Not. Where? In front of who? In front of who? This is, hey, again, listen, this year is to year, it happens. Now. We saw this De'Aaron Fox be an All NBA player. So I'm saying, in front of who though? Yeah, position is So you got to be the 15 best players in the league. De'Aaron Fox came out of nowhere last year. De'Aaron Fox might not make an All NBA team this year. Yeah, does. He, I don't know, but he's playing very high level. It's also his position was Murray yeah. to have this number. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Forget, I forgot about that 1,000%. The Top positionless is tough. And if you're like the fourth best guard. But you got to play positions. games, and he definitely tough. can't do that and either. Is he going to be the fourth best guard? How long do you guys not. think that? How long do you guys think that they're going to stick with this positionless thing? I think, I think it's, it's here to stay. Because it's definitely a disadvantage for guards. That's definitely If you're one of them ones, man. Luka will get first team no matter what, man. Yeah, I think SGA could still compete for it. I, I still think that um, if he's like a third, Tyrese probably. definitely can compete for it this year. It depends on when their seating is. You know, I think you think Jamal Murray's better than Kyrie Irving. Mm, 
But I think Kyrie's a two, personally. But who's a better player? I'll, I'll always take Kyrie. Okay. I also think Kyrie's better. Than I'll always take Kyrie. I think Kyrie's better than... It's just Jamal Murray is in such a perfect and defined role. <sighs> I feel like... There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's hard just, to I, compare I only, I only sit here it's in a, a little bit of confusion because all of our conversations in the offseason. Oh, God. Why? Why? Who's the Brock Purdy? Like, it never fails. Jamal Murray? What the fuck? That's an awful... Awful, <laughs> awful comparison. You had him as a top seven guard coming to the season too. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm like, what the heavens. hell? He was kind of serious. If we would have gone with it, he would have been, yeah, like, yeah. been like, yeah, I cooked. Yeah. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But um, top seven? I don't know if I had him top seven. Jamal? I don't know. Why do I, I feel remember. like? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I had Jamal. Jamal is just very tough to rank. Everything's blurred. It, it re- really is tough to rank him. You because end of the day, go out there and execute. That's exactly co- what the hell you did. If we're comparing all these players and what they're going to so bring us. Look at a- impact. When Jamal Murray was off the court, they're not a contender. When he's on the court, they win a championship. I had Jamal Murray in the Darius Garland, Jalen Brunson. He's better. Jalen Brunson's year. questionable. That's what I. That, that's the. That's the. You're disrespecting your guy, Riv. He doesn't watch Garland's games, getting bro. thrown out. I do. He doesn't. Yeah, I know he does. I just know he doesn't watch. Cavs Why is that? Because I can just tell by the way you talk about Darius that? Garland. Like I know you don't watch Cavs games. Uh, the only reason oh, I, I say Cavs. that is because no, no, OG, no, OG. He's talking to me. I'm talking to no, Drew. I know he doesn't watch Cavs games. I know he doesn't. It's funny because again, my big thing coming to the to the season, our argument was Halliburton and Garland. Correct. Was that not an argument last year? Honest to God. Well, again, with what Halliburton was doing as the lead guard, the best player and on his Garland team. Garland was 21 and 7 as the second option. Uh-huh. That's, That's still very great. good. Still very good. And before that, he was throwing the like this is where this Efficiency is how, this, is, this is how I Halliburton. know you didn't watch Cavs games last year. Because if you did watch Cavs games last year, the team that you, I said that you was would know that both of those guys was on similar level. Everybody knew that last year. If you want to say this year. Which he's the only person who felt like this year would be a comfortable gap. But last year, everybody knew Halliburton and Garland were what do you mean? a legit this year, conversation. Was I not the one saying I would That'd take Halliburton over right. Garland? I don't remember. What do you mean? I just you know don't last remember. year you thought it wasn't a debate. That was, that was a, foolish. Because it was a conversation. It was literally a debatable battle. Again, I said Halliburton as the number one on his team had his team playing winning basketball. He gets hurt. Garland did that the year before that, though. They, they, they were didn't in the make the playoffs. They, they were in the playing, though. Okay. That's winning basketball, is it not? No, 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 what? Not what? really. Oh my God! Uh, I mean, the team. What this is you saying before Mitchell? Yes. two years ago they were seven seed. Yeah. Like I mean, OKC that Cavs team wasn't all that. OKC they Thank didn't you, make Drew. the plan. Thank you, Dells. That huh? Cavs team was two years ago. That Cavs team was not top. Seven seed. And they also were still more of a defensive presence than they were anything offensively. They got injured too. I understand that. No, that. Jared that Allen dropped got them out of the Evan six Mobley seed. got injured. No, it was just mainly Jared. Yes. No, it was a lot of Evan Mobley also. It was mainly Jared. Okay. No, it was mainly Evan Mobley. <laughs> Evan Mobley literally hasn't missed many games in his career, <laughs> except that rookie season down the stretch of the of the season. <laughs> Regardless, though, that team <laughs> wasn't that, that talented. Game. The team wasn't that talented. It definitely so like was as a just, seven seed, that, that's valid. It was Evan Mobley who I believe did play in that game in uh, versus the Nets that we went to, and it was just like, oh, he's actually playing today. I just think the point of this conversation is a, uh, it's just hard to rank Jamal Murray with other number one options Fair because enough. I, I don't know how he would look like as a number one option. I Evan think he'd be, he'd be awesome. Uh huh. When, when, when were those twelve games, games missed? Hmm? When were those twelve games missed? I gotta go look and shit, man. Jeez. How many did Jared Allen miss? How about yeah, that? No, Jared Allen, I know was injured. Yeah, he missed a lot of games. Yeah, he did. What do you think about Darius Garland, OG? Jared Allen is, he played 56 No, he missed games a lot then. of games. I dig Darius Garland. I thought that with getting Donovan Mitchell playing off the basketball, I thought that would make Darius Garland even better. Unfortunately, he hasn't really developed as much because 
you know, I, I, I don't really know what exactly it is. Is it the offense? They've, they've made that offense tailored more to Der- to Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell has become more of a playmaker and a distributor. And I watch these guys offensively where he gets a lot of guys wide open shots sure. and they don't convert them. They, they don't convert them. And Donovan Mitchell is somewhat of a ball dominant guard, which takes the ball out of Darius Garland's hands. But Darius Garland was an all-star. Darius Garland was on his way to being something special. And I still feel like he's that. I still feel like he's a top 10 league guard in the game, but I feel like he kind of took a back. He, he kind of took a step back because Donovan Mitchell showed up, not just because his game or anything like that. I think that he looked at Donovan Mitchell as somewhat of the OG, and maybe I'm going to take a step back and play off of him instead of playing his game and being a distributor and being a scorer. I think that's an excellent point, and it, it kind of brings me to this thought I had the other night of, I think the Cavaliers really messed up their rebuild by trading for Donovan Mitchell. So. Was, this a, was this a dark room by yourself? This was that type of moment, you know, just me and my thoughts. And I was just thinking (laughs) and I I was just thinking to myself, okay, Darius Garland in his third season, it was it was his third season, right? It was was his second Second, season, I believe second. And his second year was arguably one of the worst rookie seasons ever. Yeah, it was. I just want to get the stats right. So I'm not misconstruing them. I believe it was was his his third third season. Yes. So Mm -hmm. Darius Garland in his third season averaged 22 and nine, basically on 46 and 38 splits. Rookie Evan Mobley, Jared Allen coming to town. He was great. They were a great defensive team. I mean, it's not like I talk about Garland like it's a sack of shit. It's just that he's not one of the guys that... Do I? Oh, no. Drew, you're really wrong for saying you like Halliburton more. Oh, really? Just disrespect him a little bit. Well, oh, yeah. He's he's 11. I like LaMelo Ball better than him. Better than him. And LaMelo's been better than him this year. The shitty team is not hard. I'll be honest. That was Garland before Mitchell came to town. Not necessarily. They were. What's wrong with this guy? The Hornets were in the play in two, to be fair. Two years in a row. Back to back. 40. I just want to point that out. Like, uh, listen. You want to talk about uh, impact (laughs) and winning basketball? Year one, the Hornets are in the play. Year two, they're in the play. Was LaMelo the best player in that team that year? He was. Or was it Gordon Hayward? No, it was him. All right. It was him. Just remember. dropped off when Gordon Hayward Just remember, you was at Barclays. When Darius Garland was fucking it up. And what did I say? I just want you to remember what, that. what did I You've say? You've seen that with your own eyes. And Riff, what he did I say? He was going toe-to-toe no, you with said he was better than Kyrie. He was killing And you know, what's, you know what's sad about this clown dork right here? He watched them play Kevin Durant and Kyrie, and he's really talking about, yeah, this team is not a winning team. They were no playing, true. playing Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie. Well. And, what and did he I say? was going toe-to-toe with Kyrie. What did I say in the moment? Riff, what did I say in the moment? I said you got it. Yeah, thing, see, boy. he's not going to talk to me like a man. Talk to me like a man. What did I say to you? I can't talk to All a man I that said, don't watch the Cavs. I, can't, I just can't do, I can't do it anymore. I was watching I'm, I'm the Cavs because last year, what did you? I tell you? Matter of fact, every time you, take a Cavs, every time you watch a Cavs game, take a picture and send it to me. I'm not going to do that. You're not my father. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> That's not. Right. Can't do it. But at the same time, we watched that game. We watched that game. I said, hey, you got it. Garland definitely had a great ball game. What did he do that game after versus the Hawks? They choked. But what did he do? Because that's the conversation. He got outplayed by Trey Young, respectfully, respectfully. Well, for, for, first respectfully. of all, let's not make it sound like it was just Darius Garland. They had a bullshit game plan in terms of defense. They were winning that game, OG. They were up twenty. They were up they're, twenty points. They, they they're, didn't adjust. They're, they're, bl- they're blitzing Trey Young with Jared Allen. No, that's not gonna work. No. Oh, gee, they blew it by Wonder twenty got, points. Give me a break. I mean, and, and teams go on runs. That's what happens. It's, it is a game of runs. Teams, Good point. Teams, it's a game. It's a game of game runs. runs. Go on runs. Good point. And then when the game slowed down and they got back in the game, what they're doing, their defensive scheme, is they're blitzing Trey Young with Jared Allen. And he's basically licking his chops with that. Yeah, it's food. So that's not all. That's, that's not all on 
on Darius. No, nah, but Garland's got hit more than no. four shots. That's all I'm saying. He's just got hit more than four shots. Yes, he does. Thank you. That's I agree. It. That's fair. What I was going to say, though, is that I think the Cavaliers messed up their rebuild. Darius Garland. Oh, he was giving a whole monologue? Was, yes. No. Oh, and then bro. you guys just start. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I just do it. I just do it again. I just start back. So. <laughs> From the top, here we go. <laughs> Describe the room. I think the well, the room it was just my regular room. You know, my bed got the TV in front of me, got my laptop. It wasn't completely pitch dark, but okay, you know, okay. just one of the moments where laying on your stomach, uh, kicking your legs back and forth. Yeah, yeah that's what I do. Uh, uh, that's definitely yeah. what I do. Uh, I actually it sometimes gives me back pain when I do it. Actually, yeah. you know, it hurts a lot. Then I got to lay on my back. Got it. Um, I think the Cavaliers messed up their rebuild by trading for Donovan Mitchell because even though Mitchell is young. I don't think he quite fit the group as much as they thought he would. Darius Garland in his third year averaged 22 and nine. Yep. He shot 46% from the field, 38% from three. So good. The Cavaliers were in the playoffs until Jared Allen got injured. Then they fell off of the seedings. And I thought they were building something great. You know, that team featured Laurie Markkinen, who in that summer played overseas and became a totally different player. Once he got back to the States I'm looking at a world of, of course, hindsight is 2020, and we don't know that Laurie would have became that player, but I don't think Laurie became the player he is because he went to Utah. I think Laurie became the player he is because overseas, that gave him the confidence playing for Finland that he needed in the NBA game. So you're talking about a team with the Cavs and Garland and Laurie and Mobley and Jared Allen that I think if they don't trade for Mitchell the very next season, they could make the playoffs. They drafted Oshay Igbaji, who I think is a good two-guard. He can defend and shoot. And with this core, with draft picks going forward, they would have had a much better chance at success long-term than they do with Donovan Mitchell because I think Donovan Mitchell is going to leave Cleveland. I don't think he's staying there long-term. And if he leaves Cleveland, you're back to where you were going to start from if you didn't trade for him in the first place. Yeah, all this is pretty um, dead. Bring it up. If, um, I don't want to do that, Tim. Oh, why not? Just because he told me I didn't watch. He called you it a matter. donkey dork. It doesn't matter Bring it up. Bring it up. It doesn't matter to me. Bring it up. Because you said I didn't watch, but I remember very vividly that Evan Mobley missed five games right before returning for that Nets game. Interesting. I'm just saying. I don't watch, but I clearly was. Okay. Congrats. I see. You just minimize it now because, you know, you were wrong. No, I, I didn't it's cool. You, you got it. I do my job. You got but go ahead. You got it. That's all I said. Go ahead. You remembered. OJ Ekpaji. You missed five games. Talk to me. I'm not going to say anything about OG about you. What I'm going to say is um, about OG's point. Garland has gotten better this year. You know, I, I know some people in here don't watch the Cavs, you know. So, <laughs> you know, Garland, Garland has gotten better this year. You know, he's up to his restricted area to 60%. Mid-range is up to 53%. We all saw the tweet. Yeah, yeah. Floater game, 48%. <laughs> See, you know what look, I'm saying? Like, I, I'm locked in, No, man. you're locked in on tweets. You're not locked in on the games. That's, that's, all, that, that's all I told me. You, so that's all you told me just now. Because you feel so what I'm saying? Garland packed like on man. some weight. Oh, no, that's what, no, his boyfriend. Like that's his what, yeah. Dells, he packed on some weight this summer. He's got to adjust. You want to talk about Derek White next? Derek White? Yeah, I, yeah, talk I, about I sent you a stack. Like Christian Woods, not even getting minutes. Yeah, did y'all see Paul George with the head of Ann Edwards? Did y'all see that? that? No. Mm. You didn't see that? I didn't know. I didn't know. such a big no. You know who's been mute about him, though? I ain't going to say nothing. But listen, Derek's got to What's that? Was that EPM? What was that? It's basically like how much impact you bring. I didn't know that was your type of vibe. I know you're a big watch the game. That's why. No, I watch it too, but I need to talk to him. Wait, I can easily explain that. The advanced stats fit. He only uses advanced side when it fits what he wants. That's, to only, that's when you're supposed well, to use. That is the only time bringing up Derek White. You, shit. I don't you, know when you White was bringing really up Halley, you wait, said I test, and then you brought up some wait, advanced stats. Wait, that's what, what are you talking about with Anthony Edwards? 
Oh, no, Paul George is ahead of him in estimated plus minus, which means who impacts the game more? Uh, Paul George is ahead of him on offense and defense. Who the fuck is winning? Who the fuck is the number one seed? Who is the number one seed in the Western Conference? Oh, that's weak. It's the Timberwolves. That's weak. Shout out to Rudy Gobert, man. Shout out to Cavs. What do you mean? Who leads the scoring? Shout out to Cavs. You were talking about it. You were talking about How was that week? How was that week? Because the Clippers, James Harden, life went down. You're mad. You're a guy. So Paul George is better because of EPM? I was trolling. Yo, Clippers have been playing good the last two games. Nuggets and Warriors back to back. You play better. You know who's number one on that fucking list though, right? On EPM? Yeah. I think it's SGA. No, it's not a think. It's a yes. It's SGA. Shy, Gilgis, Skim fucking God, Alexander. (laughs) That's who's number one on that motherfucking list that you just ignore. And Because in the playing game, he was trash. What does that have to do with anything? I mean, you what value high leverage games, and yeah. now this. Oh, is let me guess. The in season turn is now your new high leverage. Didn't you just moment. shit on Lamelo for being bad in the in, in, in playing game, game in April or in the playing game? No, I'm saying SGA was bad in the playing versus he was. the Timberwolves. He was last year. Yes, yes. And Edwards was, was also so dope. No, no wait, Pelicans. Wait. I, didn't they beat the they lost, no? They beat the Pels and facts, they lost facts. versus. And Edwards was also dog shit against the Lakers. Remember that? Do we, I, he was we remember that clearly. Okay, so no, he was not. He so, just shot the ball bad. You a superstar. I want you to score got, buckets, no, OG. No, to be fair, I don't want to hear about none of that. To be fair, he got hurt. Oh, he rolled his ankle. No, I thought he landed dumb hard. Yeah, but when Zach got hurt, all he said was Zach played like shit. I'm with you. Now is here. I agree. This is crazy to me. Dallas never said anything bad. No, I'm saying I'm saying your boy right here. I was trying to defend Ant. Is, That's all I was trying to do. This is crazy to I was trying to defend Ant. all trolling aside, all trolling aside, all trolling aside. You've been in big troll mood. All trolling aside. You can have a little fun. I agree. Um, yeah, SGA is number one. That's all I wanted to say. Well, he's Yeah, he's playing like he's an dog. MVP. Yeah. That's all I, I don't have any problem with Top that 10 SGA. player SGA. Stamped? Ooh. Dicey. Maybe. He's been playing at a top 10 level. Especially after coming off all NBA first. Would team. you rather SGA, Devin Booker right now choose? Would I rather skim God? But who's better? Devin Booker. What's the setting? Elimination? In a vacuum. Who are you taking? <laughs> I would take SGA. But look, Devin Booker's better. I would take SGA. In a vacuum, just all by society, you think Devin Booker's a better I think Devin Booker's a better player. Okay. I think he's the best two guard in the league. I also I'm would agree. with you. Remember when you thought Paul George was better? He was at the time. What the fuck? Why do you act like you? It's also, it's also his other boyfriend, to be the, fair. The Suns, the Suns were the first seed in the NBA at that time. He has they had so won 60 games. <laughs> yeah. You're so sledding around. It's, it's, You're sledding around. It's, it's so mind-boggling. <laughs> Look, you want to hear, hear a great story? You know, it's a funny story. I thank Riv for his difference in opinion of thinking Paul George is better than Devin Booker because... That's how I met Jess, that tweet. When I tweeted... Yeah, you're Devin fucking Booker, welcome. I gave you a wife. When, when, I, <laughs> so when, I, when I tweeted about Devin Booker being Paul George, she liked it. I saw a profile pulled up. Like, you're welcome. Now, now look at you. Now you thank me for the rest of your life, bro. Like, this is insane to me, bro. Like, yo, it's 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 crazy, bro. OG, you know what's sick about this uh, Pick nah, Aside podcast? You know what's sick about this, this group of men? Yeah. Is that you could, you could argue about a take at the moment, and then a Three. year later... Years yeah, three later, years later, all of a sudden, up, it's like, well, yeah, now he's the way better player. I was right all Jordan along. I'll tell you what. Shit, what for you You're right. We just had this conversation like, a la- like we had this conversation last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this shit nasty, Wait, man. at the time, though, the D-Book and Paul George shit was definitely a debate. Wasn't that I, last no, year? No, that's what I'm well, saying. It was, it was last year. No, that was a minute ago. It was the year that... It was the year that they the lost playoffs, to the Mavericks right? to the play in the playoffs when they won sixty five games in the regular season. It was the year I thought it was the year Portland to the WCF. Oh no, he's just coming. It was the year that. after that. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. It was a it was a conversation. I thought that was last year. No, nah, that was two, two years when ago. they lost to the Mavs. Yeah, no, yeah, when two no, seasons two, ago. Two, it was right before they lost to the Mavs, right? 
or in we the middle. It was it was that year. We it was were definitely year. debating that already. Yeah, it was that year. So you know, it was a conversation. And now all of a sudden, because D Book, I say he's the best two guy in the league. He's bringing it up. I get it. You know, I get it. Oh no, it might no. Actually, you're right. It might have been last year. I thought it was last yeah, year because that's when I made the tweet. Because yeah. that's when I, yeah, yeah. That's it might have been last year. Yeah, it might have been. Here last year. What the fuck did Paul George do for making me say last year? I don't know. Because I was no last year was Ant Man and Paul George. I don't think it was last year. No, that was an off season topic. No, that was like a no, a January topic. No, because I remember that we had the debate the the day that you ate the spicy chip. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No, we had another one before that. We, when I brought it, when I had my laptop and I cooked you. That was one of them. Yeah, I was saying that was the moment. Like that was you I cooked had, me. No, I cooked. Like, it was bad, bro. I literally <laughs> like, I cooked you that day. Like that moment, I, I, I did. Like I had my laptop and I was just destroying. It's crazy with laptop stats. riv only comes out Drew, on special his, occasions, but he's a generational. Drew, talent. his his debate for the Paul George over Anthony Edwards when we had the I was debate. Say I wasn't here. I think you, I thought you was. No, no, he the was. The chip, I wasn't here. No, not the chip one. Not the chip one. I think y'all went on a world tour that, that yeah, was yeah. the same, uh, same we, were like we were arguing for like an hour. No, it was that like was a legit hour. His main talking point with the debate was the same thing he just said to you that I don't I don't watch the Clippers and that's why I'm saying Anthony Edwards is better he than loves you can't say that to me he you know but like, you, know, you, you don't watch the Clippers you know what's fucking funny because his main argument was well you don't watch the Timberwolves yeah, no so we were just saying for we were saying when you don't watch them you don't watch them no no after after he said it to me that's who watches the Celtics I got the Celtics on right now after Riff said it to me that's when I said. How how often do you watch the Timberwolves? Like, how are you telling me I'm not watching? And the I gave him an honest, genuine answer. He lied to me about how many games he watched the Clippers. No, you just think I lied to you because you, you don't never, believe me. Regardless if I say yes or whatever, you're not going to believe me. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's like I know you guys weren't watching Lakers game last year with all the. I, I, I you admittedly guys told you I wasn't. <laughs> I admittedly told you. I told Dells the other day I don't watch Lakers. I told him that like four oh, or five days yeah. ago. I, I don't we, watch. We were Lakers talking in the car like, "What game are we gonna watch?" And I was like, "Oh, I think it was Lakers Houston." You're like, yeah. I'm not, "I don't watch the Lakers." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I just don't. Like, it's, y'all come on when the Warriors or the Clippers come on. It's quiet. that's why I'm always yeah. Celtics are my seven o'clock, and mm. then whoever the nine o'clock. That's when you should watch the Lakers. Or yeah, the nah, Nuggets you or just unfortunately they all come on at the same time. I don't know. You got to watch box office sense. television. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually tuning to the Lakers. I'm rooting against them. Steph is box office. Generational hater. Whatever. This week in the NBA. OG, this week in the NBA. Outside of the NCAA tournament, what has caught your eye? Outside of the outside of the in-season tournament, what's caught my eye? Um, well, Josh's coming back. Josh's mm-hmm. coming back pretty pretty soon. I, I, I heard about that. I think that's a pretty I think that's a pretty big deal. Um the trade um, the teams are able to trade coming up really soon. Backs. Today is the uh, I, I believe it's the eighth. So I, I think we got one more week left. So I was I was thinking about that that we got a, we got one more week left in terms of teams being opening up teams opening up to be able to trade and the the Clippers with James Harden. I'm just not on. I'm Riv and I have had this conversation. I am not on the Clippers train. I got my bags and I jumped off that train years ago. I am out on the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm. You know, and mine kind of goes hand in hand with OG talking about the players being able to be traded now because mine was going to be about Zach Levine. We spoke about Zach Levine a little bit earlier. He's going to be out three to four weeks before he's reevaluated again. And there's a strong chance we saw the last of Zach Levine in a Bulls uniform. Now, Mm. that also, OG, could go hand in hand with the Los Angeles Lakers where we are no longer in a period where D'Angelo Russell can't be traded, uh, Rui Hachimura can't be traded. Uh, these are just players that we have that we just signed in the offseason that I think December, 
either 17, 16, around that date, that's the date that we can't trade anymore. So now it becomes a conversation of, are the Lakers going to be in a position to to acquire Zach Levine? Where D'Angelo Russell has been playing some pretty efficient basketball. Now we know that it's early in the season. This is where we see D'Angelo Russell thrive. Uh, but again, we, we spoke about it earlier with Levine in a situation with the Lakers where he doesn't have to be the number one. Uh, and he doesn't have to worry about the leadership role. He can just go out there and hoop. I think that with that idea where people have brought that idea to me, I'm not sure if I would mess up anything right now that the Lakers have going on defensively. We're going to talk about the Lakers a little bit, so maybe let me not get ahead of myself. But again, that idea of adding Zach, where in theory we would love the, to have the extra scoring option, uh, an efficient score in his own right, up and down he's been this season. But I don't know if I would make that move. But Zach Levine, I think we have seen his last days in a Chicago Bull uniform. Yes. This oh my bad, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, you know uh, this week in the NBA they they called me they labeled me the Halley hater so you know I'm always grateful to grab a new guy to hate on so last year it was Ant Man this year it was Halley so I guess on all what's, the you know, what's wrong with this guy? this is this is what they this is what they label me on Twitter you know what I'm saying but I want to uh I want to I want to do it this week in the NBA can you respect me respect sorry. me please thank sorry, you sorry. I want to do it this this week in the NBA because I was watching the Paul George podcast and. Halley said, you know, he's recruiting. He said he's recruiting early. He wants to get guys to Indiana. And I saw somebody put under Paul George reunion. And it was exciting a little bit just to think about Paul George's uh, time in uh, Indiana. But Indiana is hunting for some stars. Indiana is making calls. Halley said he is very much in tune with the front office. They've been having conversations. They are definitely trying to get a star. They don't want to wait on this. They don't want to sit here. And do nothing like the Kings kind of did in a sense. They want to make a move now. They want to bring in another star maybe to get this thing going. So look for some maybe a Laurie Markkinen who I think would fit beautiful. Maybe a Pascal on an expiring. Paul George on an expiring. You know, just look. I'm just naming guys that are on expirings. But look out for Indiana to be in the the front running. Because I think that big market shit is kind of dead. You know, I think because you look at Ant, you look at Halley. Lamelo over there in Charlotte, SGA and OKC. You can see stars from low market teams. I think they're going to start trying to lure guys in. And I think with Indiana playing at the way they're playing, they could probably bring in a, maybe not a major guy, but a guy like Laurie would be Laurie fucking be tough. Dope. Yeah, Laurie, awesome, Laurie, one of them ones. Laurie is one of those players that nobody's talking about um, as much in the trade market, but he's the best player available via trade that you can get. 18 mil, too. 18 mil, and he is yeah, the no, perfect I, fit for what every team wants to do. Like, I think Laurie... Mikel Bridges, too. Laurie's a better trade piece than Levine. He's a better trade piece than Siakam. That bullshit trade that Cleveland Twitter Cleveland fans are hilarious. That shit sucked. But uh, if I'm Cleveland and they hit me, yes, and just bang Because you said yes, and I'm just like, why are you entertaining I was speaking as a Cleveland fan, yes. No shit. Yeah, I'm a Cleveland guy. Two seconds. Who was it? I thought it was a steal for me. I'm sorry, I thought the Nets were stealing. It was embarrassing. Carl is one of them ones. He's improved. You slap. You slap. He's average. That's all we needed him to be. That is. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> that was your cooking. It Remember, his three point shot got up. Now, let, let, listen, man. That's all I'm saying. If he's My that this good, week trade him. in the NBA it's is, uh, yeah. and I, I don't want to tip my car too too much in this week in the NBA. We're going to talk about the next topic. But uh, my other this week in the NBA the was the Knicks. You know, OG, I think the Jalen Brunson playmaking narrative a is a little bit over overblown. And I think that you've maybe attributed to your cousin Shaq going on inside the NBA and calling Jalen Brunson a jock. Ooh. Mm. Mm. 
Allegations. Are actually, strong. I said I, I actually said what I said before Shaq said what he said. I Ooh. didn't even know that Shaq said that. <laughs> oh, I was watching shit. inside the NBA last night for the NCAA tournament, and Shaq called Jalen Brunson a jock. He called Randall the best player. I know those aren't your opinions. I'm not saying they are. <laughs> and everybody inside the NBA was just slandering the Knicks because they're stuck in the middle and they're just a playoff team. And everybody was kind of vouching for this idea that they should just go and make a trade for another star. And I just don't agree with that notion. I, I've seen the Knicks for a long time, and I went through a dry spell where I hadn't seen them make the playoffs in eight years until Julius Randle had the breakout year in his second year with the Knicks. And we're finally a team that has structure, we're competitive, and we just want to make a move that's short-sighted for a Zach Levine or a Siakam that neither ne- no player on the market right now is going to bring us a championship. So the fact that this is even a narrative that the Knicks are being too complacent with their trade assets, I think is a bit ridiculous. I think it's okay for us to be just competitive and just a playoff team. Brunson is 27, Randall's 29, RJ is 23, IQ is 24, Dante DiVincenzo is 27, Josh Hart's 28, Mitch is 25, Grimes is 23, Hartenstein is 25. Four of our best, like, nine players are 25 and under. So I don't You're see... for Dante, by the way. Thank you. I don't see a reason why we the Knicks should go out and make a move when nobody that is on the market is going to get us closer to a championship. And I just don't understand this idea of just being impatient because... They are slandering the Knicks for not making a move. I guarantee you if the Knicks do make a move and we go out and let's say like trade for Zach Levine, when that doesn't work out, they're going to say they should have never made the move. And it's going to be exactly like that. The Knicks are fine being patient where they Pascal are Pascal right Siakam wouldn't be an upgrade over Julius Randle? No, not really. He, he, uh, oh, my Lord. Julius has been playing really well, but it's not the move that gives, brings to a championship. He can pass, play defense, score. The Raptors are going to accept Julius Randle for Pascal Strand. I don't know. No, nah, you, you're going to need they more than not. that. You're going to need pieces of picks probably. Uh, my this week not I mean, straight up. I mean, what trade is ever straight up, Joel? I'll give you pieces. What do the Knicks have that the Raptors will accept for Pascal Siakam? Mm, good question. And the you don't want to trade QG? that doesn't involve Julie. That what well, does it or does not involve Julius Randle? I would not want Siakam and Randle on the same team. I agree. Yeah. No, yes. I'm I'm not trying to do that. So something is would have to involve Randle. Picks would go. Randle would go. So I'm trading for Siakam. Yeah, for Siakam. Randle is just as good of a player as Siakam. Just as good. Yes, I think the floor is safer with Siakam because <laughs> of the playoffs. But like, yeah. the, what they give us, which is all that matters. Season, well, Siakam. Well, I tell you what, Joe. I'm, 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 I'm with when it comes to Julius Randle because I'm a Julius Randle advocate. But he's got this season in the playoffs to show it to me. Otherwise, I'm out. That's and again, on the defensive I'm, side I'm of the ball, I'm with Siakam. That's true. I think and you guys are uh, your identity has I, been defense. I think Laurie better than both. He is the same. Laurie would be an awesome ad. I would rather go get him. It's just Siakam in the playoff series. He can have inefficiencies as well. Not as bad as Randall. Randall has been horrific. I feel like Randall does it too. It's all mental. Randall has given me nightmares. in the playoffs. Yeah, Randall has given me nightmares with how bad he's been. But Siakam has had playoff series as one of the main guys <laughs> where he's been terrible. Garbage. He has been when? terrible. Garbage. When he was the main guy after Kawhi left, that first playoff that was, run yeah, that was in, rough. in the bubble. Against the Celtics. Yeah, he it was both. Good. He wasn't that good in that run. It yeah. was rough, actually. Like really rough. If Leonard is on that team, they're back in the NBA Finals. Of course, that's not crazy yeah. at all to say. The seven game series with the Celtics. Am I wrong? Yeah, we almost lost. Dog fight, by the way. Yeah, fucking game winning shot in the corner. Uh, my this week in the yeah. NBA, two uh, pieces of trade news. Number one, 
Boston Celtics. <laughs> They're going to be very active. But actually, the one I really want to talk about was um, Joel brought up the Knicks, but a report just dropped from the Athletic about 20 or 30 minutes ago um, that teams are eyeing a package of IQ, Evan Fournier, and uh, Quentin Grimes. Now, it was interesting because in the offseason, you had a chance, you were talking about the Knicks, Joel, uh, to extend Emmanuel quickly, and you guys chose not to. So you have the decision now. I still think he should be, you know, part of this core going forward. He's one of your younger pieces because you mentioned, you know, Brunson and Randall are in their later 20s. IQ is still in his early 20s. Grimes as well, you know, still one of a younger piece. So if I'm the Knicks, at some point you're going to have to make a choice, right? You could extend IQ in the offseason. Maybe that gives you some more room to get a superstar player on a higher salary. Um, but there's there's teams out there that are looking at all of those guys because this is going to be the last year to be able to trade for quickly before he's going to be making that, you know, 20 plus million dollar contract. That makes sense, and it's a tough decision for the Knicks to make because I don't know if I'm giving IQ that much, if he's going to be my sixth man. Yeah, I'm tweaked. Yeah, so that's tough. The Lakers... And Grimes has already made it clear. Grimes has already made it clear that he doesn't really feel comfortable playing for... He's playing well right now. Feels like what do you other, think is the other. issue with Tibbs? Because I know a lot of players, they don't like playing for him. The Athletic put out this poll of what coach do you not want to play for? And Tom Tibble was number one. What do you think is the issue with Tibbs, OG? Joe, it's hard, Joe, it's hard, to, it's hard to play as an offensive player where every time, not just an offensive player, as a, as a scorer. It's hard to play where every time I shoot the basketball, I'm looking over my shoulder. Every time I do anything, I'm looking over my shoulder. It's hard to play and be productive when you're playing in a system like that. And, and, and Tibbs is an old school guy. Tibbs has a short hook. He's got short patience. He's one of those guys who I watch on the sideline. He always looks like he's never happy. He's always looking like something's always wrong. It's difficult playing for guys like that, especially when you don't have a system to keep guys to 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 keep guys engaged. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think that he runs a lot of sets, mm -hmm. and I feel like he gets guys in position to score. But then there's t then there's times when the game opens up, right? And when the game opens up, you got to just let me rock. And I feel like he doesn't let a lot of guys do that. He did let Derrick Rose do that. But then you got guys like Quentin Grimes, him. who Qu Quentin Grimes can make open shots. Quentin Grimes can be a really good productive scorer when you turn him loose. You can't turn everybody loose. But if I'm a starting two guard, at some point, you got to turn me loose. You have to. And just let me rock. And I don't feel like he does that with a lot of his guys. And he hasn't done that with Quentin Grimes, which would explain why Quentin Grimes, which would explain why Quentin Grimes hasn't been as productive as he would like to be. I said that, that too after sense. the game the other day. Yeah, so, Quentin Grimes, yeah. He, he's a good player. I just think you're right. It's just a lack of opportunity. The Lakers made the in-season <clears throat> tournament finals. They will face the Pacers. They're on a bit of a hot Heater. streak. They're winning a lot of games. Their defense is one of the best in the NBA. At this current moment, where would you rank the Lakers in terms of the entire Western Conference. I'll start. Um, I'm good. I, <laughs> I'm happy because I think people know where I'm going to start. No, yeah, yeah. I, mine's is pretty quick. I, I have them ranked in the same place I had them in the offseason. I think they're a top three team in the West. You know, I think they're still up there with the Denvers. I think they're better than Phoenix. I did think I thought they were better than Phoenix in the uh, offseason because I think one to ten they're deeper. You know, and I think you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis. I understand Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal, but I think defensively, the Lakers give you a lot more. And then the, with the emergence of Cam Reddish, just listen, started. Listen, just started. I've been trying to tell you about Cam Reddish for years, man. I was open-minded. He's, he's finally found a role. Love that for my boy. Great role player. He's not going to be a star. I thought he was going to be. Elite defender. That's fine. Great role player. His shots when he needs to. One of their best POA defenders. Long, 
athletic, lengthy, handsome. You know, he does all the good things. Looks good. And then, of course, Vando is back. When you get mm. Vando's back mm. defensively, mm. that's a defensive nightmare. You have Vando. Talk. You have LeBron, who still plays D. AD, Talk. man in the oh, paint. God. You have Cam Reddish at the uh, POA. Gabe Vincent could give you something on the defensive end. Austin Reeves is a good team defender. What do you do to Devin Booker the so, other yeah, night? You got a oh. lot of you got a lot of good defenders on that team. And then Slap offensively, <laughs> they may not be elite offensively, but they do just enough. And then LeBron is still doing this. This could arguably be the best team in the league. I still give respect to Denver. You know, I still like Boston over there in the East. But we're looking at the Lakers. This is they're healthy now. They weren't healthy before. They got their defensive uh, players back. And if LeBron is playing like this, then this is a great team. My only gripe is with that man down low. I need him to be better offensively. Stop. I've been asking for that for a while now. I just don't feel like LeBron needs to be doing this in November and December. I feel like he should maybe not. I don't want to say coast, but definitely save all that up for the playoffs. Hey, if he can do it, shout out to fucking LeBron. But I do think AD needs to be more assertive on the offensive end for sure. But the Lakers, like I said, in the offseason, I stand on what I say today. I still think they're a top two team in the West. I'll let you guys talk, but I'll just respond to the to the AD point before I talk anything else. Uh, I think we need to get him the fucking ball. Sure. Throw him the ball in the paint. Let him go to work. Run more pick and roll sets with him. That I feel like that's not more so on AD and his lack of assertiveness. Mm-hmm. It's just more so not involving him in the offense as much, especially when we know the impact player that he is. So I agree that numbers-wise, it could look like he's inconsistent, but when you're watching, you're just like, why is he not getting the rock? That is more so what's infuriating to me. But you guys go ahead. My top three teams in the West... Number three, I have the Lakers. I think they're number three. They're climbing up I the would rankings. I love to hear number one. You know, number, you know, know the Timberwolves are here. The Timberwolves are the best team in the Western Conference. You and in fact, I, I think this year, this year, <laughs> they will 100% make the Western Conference Finals. All right. Wait a minute. Two minutes. Two, <laughs> two hours. hours. 11 minutes. Two, minutes <laughs> two hours. It fucks time. me up every time. <laughs> two hours. 11 minutes. 40 seconds. 40 se- no, he said it at 22 seconds. He make said... Sure, make sure you stamp it. Make stamp sure. that, please. Two because hours when, and 11 minutes. And OG. Episode 333. OG, you know, I love you like a unk. You know, Joel, just like we do. When it hits February and March, when the weather gets Yo. real, real icy Yo. outside, Yo. he's going to tell us a different team is going to be coming out the West. And I can't... If he stands he on business... Conference. Listen, West, if he stands on business in February... That'll be the first time he's ever done it on this show. So let's see. Now that's cap. Cons at it. Time stamping. Fans, let's do it. I was a year early. Oh you know, God. the last year, I saw the vision with Minnesota being a first seed. They didn't do it because you can see clearly now Cat was hurt for 52 games, and that's what really held them back from being the first seed in the West. But this year, it's been a different team. And this year, the Timberwolves are exactly the team I envisioned them becoming when they made the Rudy Gobert trade. And the reason why I have them as the number one seed in the West is not just because of a 20-game sample size. It isn't. It's because of their matchup they had against the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs, Bruce Brown going on podcasts and saying, this is the team that gave us the most fits in the playoffs. And when I look at a matchup versus the Nuggets, if they play them, Rudy Gobert and Jokic, we know Jokic is going to get his. That's a great neutralizer. Having Jaden McDaniels for a series against Jamal Murray is going to make it really hard for him. And if you can neutralize that two-man game between them, I like the Wolves' chances. And then versus the Lakers, the Lakers are a team that they get to the basket, 
and they get to the free throw line, they're very efficient that way. LeBron is having his best three-point shooting season this year, but the team as a whole is not a great jump shooting team. When you look at how the Wolves match up with the Lakers, Rudy Gobert is going to take away shots at the basket, and they have the perimeter defenders to force more contested perimeter jump shots. And if the Timberwolves can force the Lakers to get into a jump shot battle with them, that gives them their best chance to win. I think the Timberwolves match up with the top teams in the Western Conference with their personnel, and you know how I feel about Anthony Edwards. I think Anthony Edwards is going to be the face of the league, and I think Anthony Edwards is going to have sooner or later one of these runs where he takes the Timberwolves to the conference finals, maybe even the NBA finals. I think this team is so good, they can even make the finals. Western Conference Finals, I think they're going to make it 100% for sure because they match up against anybody in the West. But they can make the finals. Who's the other team? This team is that good. Who's the other team that would, like, make it? Phoenix? You still on Phoenix? Phoenix is there. My top four is the Lakers. I don't know. I heard today that he's off Phoenix. Would you hear that? No, I'm not off Phoenix. When I was on Bleacher Report, he told me he was off Phoenix. I didn't say that. I said... He said he could see them losing in the first round. Ooh. Yes, this is the context to it. Drew not giving you the context. I, I was I there. It. I was there. First round exit. That's I said. I said the biggest. I said the biggest disappointment this season has been Bradley Beal's injury on the Suns because he hasn't played. And if this back injury is more serious than we think, and if the Suns go into a playoff series with KD and Booker and no Bradley Beal, they can get upset if they get a bad matchup in the first round. They need all three of their stars mm. to come out the West and even match up with teams with a top-heavy West. If you're talking about the Suns with no Bradley Beal, with just KD and D-Book, if they match up against the Clippers in the first round, Imagine that. that's a toss-up series. Just Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, that's not good enough. Well, that's a, it's a big reason for that because we know that well, they're I, a top-heavy team. We always talk, we always talk when healthy, though. I don't think we talk in retrospect. I mean, this is we're talking about it's a top-heavy team. You know, you, do you expect... The did you expect the Miami Heat when LeBron formed with them? If they if they lost one of D Wade or Bosch, we never thought like that. Though. We never thought like that. No, but for sure. right now with Bradley Beal, yeah, LeBron is prime. Now, that's yeah, going yeah. on right now with yeah. the Phoenix Suns. And that was that's always been their issue. Right Injuries. How when are we going to get Bradley Beal back on a consistent basis? Because he comes back two three games and then he's out of the lineup again for three weeks. Then he comes back for another game or two and then he's out of the lineup for three or four games for three or four weeks again. So. I mean, when are we going to get these guys back on a consistent basis? That's first of all. Drew, when you mentioned Alex Caruso, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I hate giving up Rui. I do not want to give if, if I get it. If, if, there's, if, if there's something else I can give you, sure. I, if, I don't want him to hold up the trade. What about D-Lo? I'd really, I'd really rather not give up Rui. I, 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 I would rather not give up Rui. Now, as far as, as far as Joel telling me about the Minnesota Timberwolves, this is what I envisioned last year. Yes. This is before Cat missed 54 games. This is what I envisioned. I envisioned these two guys, both Rudy and Cat, playing high-low offense. I, I, I envisioned both Cat and Rudy being better defensively. Rudy taking a lot of pressure off Cat defensively where he doesn't have to guard five. He's not going to get beat up as much as he would in the past. He can be better offensively. He can be more of a, he can be, and Rudy can be more of a lob threat like he's been in the, like he's been with this unit, plus with Mike Conley involving him oh, yeah. more in the offense. And if they get Jaden McDaniels back healthy, I'm, 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 I, this is what I had envisioned for this team being a top five seed in the West. Did I think that they would be the number one seed? I didn't think that they'd be that good, but I envisioned them being a damn good team in the Western Conference. And what I'm seeing in the Western Conference right now, 
I am not sold on everybody. I think that the I think the road to the NBA championship goes through the Denver Nuggets. I think the Lakers are a contender. Minnesota is right there. I, I feel like they're right there. I think Anthony Edwards at some point is going to be the MVP of the league. I am I am not on the fence about that. I am certain that at some point he's going to I don't think he's going to be in the conversation. I think he's going to be the MVP of the league. How elite he's going to be on both sides of the basketball. Um I'm sorry, uh I got I lost my train of thought that quickly. But Drew, you just told me about Devin Booker being the best two guard in the game. Just like I told you about Halliburton, in two years we're going to have a real conversation about him being the best lead guard in the game. In two years Anthony Edwards will be the best two guard in the game. Hmm. Now, OG, question. Those Los Angeles Lakers, what are are they a top two team? You said they're contenders. I heard contenders, well, but are you putting – They're half a game out the two spot. They a are. Half game. They're half a game out the two spot. This is what I saw with the Lakers before the season started. I thought that they was. I thought they were legit contenders. And I feel like with the Lakers, matchups are everything. If they could get somebody to deal with Denver, they got a real shot in getting out of the Western Conference. The issue is I don't know if somebody can deal with Denver. Minnesota can. I have to. I think Minnesota can deal with Denver. That was their time. I, I, I know. I know. He used I, to I love many, uh, Denver, man. OG, beat the Nuggets. Beat Bruce Brown will tell you. They were in a dog fight last they were. year in that series. They lost in They five. were in a dog fight. Don't listen. We don't had... pay attention to the five-game series because in game yeah, six. Don't pay attention to the win-loss no. result. Anthony... The Lakers lost in four, but I could, I could try and say, hey, it was a good series. Yeah, you do try. One... <laughs> <laughs> we lost game one, game just, one, the just Nuggets. So you, just so you know, just so you know, Drew, that that four games that you lost to the Lakers by an average margin of four points. <laughs> Every game was a dogfight. Don't get me wrong, you lost, and we're looking at the results. It's crushing. And I'm, and I'm an advocate of when you get swept in the playoffs, you're not close. But it was a dogfight. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely that. Game one, Denver versus Minnesota was not a close game. Every game after that, it that was, was a close Anthony game. Was worst game. And mm-hmm. game. Was it? It was game five. Game five, Anthony Edwards had had a chance to hit a jump shot that would have won a Timberwolves the, the game, and he missed the shot. But guess what? You you live with Anthony Edwards taking that I shot, didn't say and he gonna take that yeah. shot. <laughs> so you, they did, and they didn't have Jaden McDaniels in that sure, series, sure, sure. and they did not have Nas Reed in that series. But they had Cat and Gobert. Right, right, right. They had Cat and Gobert. No, no, I'm not disagreeing. So you're saying. Every game was close, and in every close game, the, the Denver Nuggets just situationally in the fourth quarter in the clutch came out the Same thing. I saw the one game, yeah. I saw the one game, but yeah, every game was close. The Nuggets came out situationally. But that's why I, Joel, I'm fine with your three. I think that is the top three in the Western Conference. Don't sleep on OKC now. I, I, I risked, OKC can't be any of these teams right out of my mouth. Can I'm I'm not going to disagree. I think that the Timberwolves. They cannot beat the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves and OKC would be a good series. It'd be great, but the Timberwolves would dominate. Because Chet dominates. Well, let's let's not pretend like the OKC. They would beat them in five. They would beat them in five. OKC. What gives you that confidence? Because their front court cannot match up. That's it. Why? Yes. Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren can't match up with Rudy Gobert. The last Rudy game Gobert they played was pretty close. Was Rudy Gobert is too play, strong. I don't think they played. Is it tonight? Do they play tonight? They played last week. They played, they no, played no, no. last Timberwolves week. Timberwolves played the Grizzlies tonight. Excuse they me. They played last week. I think Anthony Edwards, that's, that might have been the game he got hurt. It was, I believe. And yeah, they it was still a close managed game. to win that game. Yeah. OKC okay, yeah. so was up big in that game. I, no, I just don't think Chet Holmgren is going to be great. Chet Holmgren is great right now. He's the rookie of the year. But until. Huh? Everyone is booing Giddy. Yeah, thanks. Chet Homer is going to be great. He's awesome right now, but it's going to take him a couple, a, a, a couple more, a couple more years take, to match up with Rudy Gobert. Listen, I'm not saying, 
I don't like. I'm not saying. I I don't think they would dominate OKC. I don't think so. I think that would be a really good series. I do think Chet would be a problem because that's a player that can play, take Rudy Gobert out the paint. Yes. You're gonna have to guard him from that three point line. And I also think SGA, J Dubs. That's a low issue. But also, once again, I don't. I don't want to go too much into that. You know. But a great thing about that is that Jaden McDaniels can guard Chet. Jaden is well, he has to guard SGA. But oh no, Ant will guard SGA, <laughs> and that's food. That's not what food. SGA's Are you ridiculous? Ant Edwards. Ant, look, I was looking at some numbers. Ant Edwards hasn't been this elite one-on-one defender. Uh, SGA is going to get his regardless. Okay, not doing saying, <laughs> saying food does sound disrespectful, to Anthony Edwards. It's not All food. I mean <laughs> is that SGA is just going to get his. He's just going to do it. You make it seem like he's in the lock. SGA, like he ain't finna. No, no, I'm saying that like. You can put Jaden on Chet and be very I wouldn't comfortable. I would want to do that though. That Edwards. I wouldn't is on want Jaden on SGA. If you're gonna take the, if you're gonna take him outside into the perimeter, you can put Jaden on Chet. Listen, do what you want. All so, I'm saying is that Anthony Edwards. Hopefully, see, Diddy's gone by then, and they have Laurie, and then you have to put uh, whoever you want on. Guys, you know see, what? I'm I'm not appreciating how this is supposed to be a Lakers topic, and we're talking about teams not. You're going to see when it comes Lakers. to the playoffs. When it comes to the playoffs, and you're actually watching the Timberwolves all the time, and you're seeing when Anthony Edwards has to be locked in, you're going to see how menacing he is. Here's on the thing: this guy's acting like Minnesota's this three-time Western Conference champion. No, I'm acting like they're up next, and they are here. Okay, see, that's right what there, they bro. are. Timberwolves are up next. Yeah, Definitely one thousand. I'm saying this. Okay, see, is up next too. Oh, I'm not sleeping on OKC. They just many. wouldn't beat Minnesota in the series. I don't I, listen. I'm not saying that's a. I think the crazy thing you said was dominate. I, I don't think, think they, they dominate. It, it's a five. I series. think it's a six game series. And even if you want to say five, I think it's over five six. Man. I think it's still a close ass five games. I don't think it's dom- domination. Is like you get destroyed almost every single game. It's like what the Bucks did to I the Bulls. Think, I mean, they did just beat them with without Ann Edwards. That was a close game. It was without Anthony. I mean, you lost. You lost to the Pacers. Am I going to say the Pacers beat you in the series? Jaden didn't play either. You lost to the Pacers. Am I going to say the Pacers beat you in the series? No, but it right, feels a little bit different. Sh- doesn't feel different because now that these teams have you know got yeah, on Case runs in the, in the ECS. He's shooting over fifty percent. I'm guessing you want to talk about the Lakers even. Now. I mean, there's really not much else to say. I was about to say, Drew. I was just about to say, Drew. I know that you want to see more consistency from Anthony Davis. For the record, that was a 2020 game last night. He didn't play in the fourth. Yeah, for sure. He was on his way to. He was on his way to 20 and 20 last night before. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. He was yanked in the third quarter. And to 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 Drew's point, there's plenty of times where I see him dive into the basket on the pick and roll. D-Lo, get off so the So what's, what's going on with that? Like, I'm explain watch, that to I'm, me. I'm, I'm watching him. I'm watching them play against Phoenix, and he switched on to um, uh, uh, Eric Gordon, and he's on the block. Get him the basketball. What are we doing? Why why is he not yeah. involved more in the offense? So, OG. James make- James makes a conscious effort to get him involved, but I'd like to see guys like D'Angelo Russell get him more. But the problem is D'Angelo Russell is more of a scoring guard. Because he's more of a scoring guard, he doesn't pass. So I think those reads are a lot more difficult for him than James. James is the primary distributor and playmaker for this unit. So he's the guy that's creating a lot of offense for Anthony Davis. Not to say that Anthony Davis can't create his own offense, but he's the guy creating a lot of creating a lot of offense for Anthony Davis. So my thing is, is that not on the coach to get yes. the guys like Reeves, LeBron, Gay, whoever it is, to get AD more yes. involved with the like, you, like, I get D-Lo's a scoring guard, <laughs> but there's just certain easy reads that you should just know. Like, AD switched right. up, Eric Gordon's guard him, give him the ball. You know what I'm saying? Some, right. I, I'll Absolutely. be honest, a lot of that is player mistake. And also, Darvin also mm-hmm. could be at fault too. But why I'm a little bit more lenient on it now with D-Lo is – we see him be efficient so far yeah. this season. He's, he's shooting been, no, he's the ball at a crazy clip. He's been one of our better offensive players. I think with with Reeves in the lineup too. I think he knows uh, situations where he needs to give 
AD the ball, same with LeBron. But D'Angelo Russell, who's the other guy that has the basketball in his hands a more majority of the time, he inconsistently hits AD on the block. Maybe that needs to be more so on AD side as well, being more vocal. Hey, give me the ball. I'm on the block with a mismatch. I have a child. Give me the ball so I can do something. We could also right, say right. that, but also it needs to be on Darvin's part too. Let's draw up this play for AD. It's an obvious mismatch. It's like last night, LeBron was in a, in a, in a different mode. That was just a, a takeover like we, we haven't seen from LeBron when he gets into that, in a, in a while I should say, but when he gets into those modes, there's no stopping him. He's just the best player on the court when he gets into those. But we anticipated that it would be a matchup that AD can dominate because there's no force that can stop AD on the Pelicans. You can laugh all you no. want. He clears your goat. It's because, um, clears is stupid, but it's because... He I clears see, your goat. Clears he clears your goat. I who's saw, your goat? I saw Joel oh, now he's going to switch conveniently to Michael. No, I, I thought we were saying like, who's Steph. the greatest of all time to oh, you, no. but man, my goat, yeah, he clears yeah, Steph. I'm, but no, I saw Joel from the corner of my lap smiling. That's why I was smiling. Wait, <laughs> I, 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 I thought you were in support of LeBron going No, crazy. he was. It's just he. I'm seeing him and I like don't want to look at him because I'm going to start smiling. So I kind of tried I to... Saw him, I saw him in the corner yeah. of my eye smiling too, but yeah, I assumed that's why I kept, LeBron. I kept, that's all, but it was nothing. Like, but I mean, uh, all uh, I'm doing on my end, I'm just looking at Anthony Edwards' defensive highlights. I just got to familiarize myself again with the disrespect that you was talking about. Look up Isaac O'Carroll's highlights. You'll find some great stuff in there. They got Jalen Brown highlights on that. See, you'll find some are stuff you, in highlights. Uh, Rib, are you putting Isaac Okoro and Anthony Edwards in the same category defensively? Am I about th- this kind of stuff? Is the stuff that takes years off my life? It just does. When you say <laughs> defensively, so. talk to me, Rib. What you think? Hey, that's an ugly. Here he goes. I ain't gonna <laughs> say it. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm, I'm trolling. I think with Ant locked in, he a okay. better defender. But Okoro okay. obviously okay. is more engaged because he has to be. That's his role. And Tatum's a better defender than the two of them. Easy. Nice. Easy. I'm just. I'm asking a question. Uh. I don't know. The length gives him an advantage, but undoubtedly, yeah. Now, Edwards in, really locks sure. yeah, up. Yeah, Anthony Edwards really good, but again, when, when, when the conversation is strictly playing defense on SGA, you can't be upset at someone that's saying, "Yeah, SGA's still going to get his." No, you just said he was get cooked. Okay. He said he's SGA. You, you said he's food. That's all I'm saying. Oh my god, Edwards would not do. And I, I mean, I'm going to regret this weeks from now SGA when when <laughs> this gets re brought up about how I said that SJ would cook. Uh, uh, no, Edwards, I'm, but no, SGA's no, SGA. I'm going to be honest. Nobody will cook Anthony Edwards if he's locked in. <laughs> nobody. You put sh- nobody. You you put you 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 <laughs> nobody. You tell you. Give Kawhi two weeks of rest, and you tell I'm him a play, and you tell him a no, playoff game no, starts tomorrow. No, he will fry the, the shit stop out of Ant Edwards. No, no. What are we right doing? Now. We're lying. Stop we're lying. We're lying. We're lying. we're lying. we're lying. If you give me two weeks we're to lying. get shape, you want Joe? Don't do not. Robot Kawhi kill anybody, bro. Oh it's a fact. God. Robot Kawhi kill oh anybody. Man. Robot Kawhi, he's saving himself for the playoffs. Kawhi, that was the first name he went to. Just boom. This is Robot Kawhi. This is the same. Robot Kawhi, Robot Kawhi Robot is Kawhi. game six. Clay, we still been waiting on him. Where nah, Kawhi been turning up recently. Very quietly, he's been turning up. Yo, OG, do you forget that Kawhi Leonard outscored Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton in a game one? Only three of those names matter, really. Yeah, and two and of them are your favorite players. And, yeah, and, and, and one of them got you your wife. Remember that. Never forget that. I want you to always remember that. And Kawhi outscored all three of them. In the process of doing that, Joe. He had a meniscus, by the way. In the process of doing that, Riv. In the process of him doing that. Same logic with the car. What happened when we got on the road, Riv? That shit was moving, though. 
And then what happened? Of course, Riz? it died. Of course, the car broke down. But but damn, for the man. first two days, the car looked OD. That's damn. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Was running, and then it broke down. Listen, it was a '77 Ferrari, '77 Mustang, something the, like that. All I'm saying is, OG, for the first two days, you was I'm in love with that car. Hearing this, in love with that I'm car. Tired of hearing this. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Sick of it. Enough already with this guy. And I love Kawhi Leonard. I, don't I think know, do he was you? fantastic. When he was fantastic. I'm just angry that this turned into up. every conversation. He hasn't been able to do that because he got can't the physically. It's his knees, bro. They degenerate. Give, give, give Kawhi two more weeks. Oh, gee, but we're going to pretend like Kawhi hasn't been playing better basketball recently. He has. The same thing happened last year, Rich. Same thing happened last year, Drew, when they was bringing him along slowly. And then we got tricked in the playoffs. Tricked. When we saw OG, him you're being right unfair. OG, you're being unfair. OG, you're before. being unfair. <laughs> But he broke down. OG, OG you're being unfair. Because you thought the I've same. OG, true or false? OG, true or false? Why? True or false? Why were you low on the Lakers last season? Why? Because of who? Anthony Davis. Because he could break yeah. down at any moment, right? But yeah. what did AD show you? That when he's on the court, the Lakers can contend yep. with anyone, correct? Yep, correct. So, so let's, let's at least give him the benefit of the doubt right now. He's on the court. He started off slow, but he's starting to get back on track. Slow we know. Yeah, I know. I'm being kind. But when we know that in the high leverage situations, if he's available, which is the question, if he know, you know you can rely that he can show up for those moments. True or false? That's a fact. I but that's all season. I'm saying to you, OG. I, I, it's I just saw it last season. That is a fact. Until, until we see the, him break down, which has this been the case. The Clippers, though, bro, I, I understand having more hesitancy. No, I mean, I, no, I, I think I'm we, back. We all had the same hesitancy. Oh, that's three. The defense, the defense has been good. It's the offense that's been lacking. Isn't that ironic? When you have Harden, you have Paul George, you have Kawhi Leonard. Paul George has been amazing. Been, and Paul, Paul George, George has been, been amazing. Player, probably. But I feel like now that we're seeing... Uh, Ty Lue be a little bit more consistent with the lineups where hard we Westbrook rarely see 15 minutes we rarely game. see Harden and Westbrook on the court together mm -mm. the two of them cannot coexist with one another I think that the one who's definitely not benefited the most I, I don't know if you guys can find that substitute word for me uh, it, it's Paul George from James mm -hmm. Harden coming to the to the Clippers where Paul George was easily their best offensive player uh, James Harden came to town and he definitely took the biggest hit that's the word I'm looking for now Ty Lue's starting to make the, the right adjustments. We're seeing the right lineups. Back-to-back -back, great wins against the Clippers, excuse me, against the Warriors and the Nuggets, starting to trend in the right direction. So I, I definitely am not out, but I'm with, I understand your concerns, OG. There's a history. Healthy medium. That's it. Just as long as they're on the core, OG, at least You're I need in? to know that your opinion is they can well, still play high-level winning basketball. And, and, and that, that, That's it, OG. It's all masking. I, I, Seen this movie, Drew. But you said times. it with the Lakers. OG, oh, that's the only reason I say that. You said it with the Lakers, and I said, trust the process. I said, trust the process. Number one, Anthony Davis has played more games. He has, and, but you would Paul swear George. people, they, that wasn't the case. Paul I agree. Leonard, Paul George, and Steph Curry. He's yo, 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 what the fuck? Over the last, over the last four years. Steph. Yes, he has. He has absolutely done that. That's number injured. one. Number two, Kawhi Leonard. Skinny. It's Soft. obvious. Even though, even though, like you just said, He's turning up. He's going to be able to do it for stretches, which I've seen him be able to do it for stretches. But I feel like with his body, I don't think he can sustain this. I get it. It's tough. I, just I get don't. that. I get that. This I went, don't think he can sustain it. This went from yeah, SGA Anthony Edwards versus Kawhi, who's had one of the best peaks versus Anthony Edwards. It was the Lakers topic. 
It was supposed to be. But you know, Lakers. when it's not a Lakers topic, we always end up talking about, talk about the Lakers. So you know, I was real though. I, I let y'all do your thing. And, and he asked me if Anthony Edwards would lock up Steph. You said yes. Because Steph would run around screens. If you just put them one on one, Steph, 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 one on one against Ant, Ant would lock him up. It's not playing. basketball. It's not how it works. It's not how like you think it's it's like street ball. What? No, it doesn't work. Even still, <laughs> Steph Curry's gonna get his. He's gonna get his, but Ant Edwards. Who the get fuck his do you think this guy is? <laughs> Let me ask you a question: Is Ant, is Ant Edwards locking up Kyrie Irving? Yes or no? One on no, one. No, no, no. He's gonna no. do a great job on him. Nobody locks up Kyrie. One on one. Stop, stop, stop. This guy, like Kyrie, stop, crazy, bro. Oh my god. Uh, Kyrie Irving like, 101. I like Anthony Edwards. No, you know this. You no, know I like Drew, Anthony Edwards. Nobody on planet Earth is guarding Kyrie one on one in a gym. There's just no. nobody on Earth that can do you it. You don't think Ant can guard him? No, nobody on planet Earth, bro. Is Anthony Edwards guarding one on one De'Aaron Fox, locking him up? Not locking. He's doing a great job though. <laughs> what does Fox that even mean? Like they're going to score and it's going to be a little hard, like no, a little sweat break off. Inefficient. What do you mean? Not a no. They'll be dripping sweat. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is like <laughs> not a little. Bro, I don't think you understand Kyrie Irving back. Like ah, you know what? I ain't gonna say no. We're gonna seem like Ant you're gonna Edwards see once. Shit. I mean, listen. All I'm saying is that Ant Edwards versus SGA. If you talking about in a playoff series when Ant's locked We've seen in, Kyrie Irving gets slowed down though. We've seen no, we, we no OG. We talk about now just in a gym with a ball one on one. Nah, OG, uh, slowed down that Celtic series. Uh, the yeah. one, the one versus the Bucks. Yeah, Celtics twice. OG, I'm the when only one respecting he was Edwards' a, no, defense no, up here. Sorry, Bucks twice. Twice. Bucks once. Celtics. Bucks once. Yes, Celtics once. That's the only. That's what I'm saying. Pardon, Two pardon, series, pardon. but in that series versus the Celtics, it wasn't more so what the Indiana Celtics were doing. Indiana slowed him down that year too. He wasn't that great against Indiana. The year that he was on 20- Boston. The second year. The second he year. He wasn't that great against Indiana. Because he didn't play in the playoffs no. the first year. They played Indiana. They swept him, but Kyrie wasn't that great. Uh-huh. And then they went to play the Bucs. Okay. Well, I know for a fact, the one against the Celtics, it wasn't more so what the Celtics were doing. It was more so Kyrie just not making the shots that we normally see Kyrie make. That's a fact. I got locked up by George Hill. I don't know. <laughs> and Anthony Edwards can... Okay, whatever. No, you said in the gym. We said one-on-one open gym. One-on-one open gym. Nobody stopping Kyrie. That's just nuts. Kyrie will tell you he probably can't stop Kyrie. No, he won't. Anthony Edwards would say, I'll lock anybody in the world He told the world Cam Reddish gave his team 50. Yeah. That that video saved Cam Reddish fans for generations. Bro, if you listen to Anthony Edwards say anything, and I speak, because I make it a daily routine to watch Anthony Edwards interviews for 30 minutes a day. He said, if you watch Anthony Edwards talk, he say nobody's better than him. He wants to be the very best, and he will lock up anybody. But that's like that's different. So no, he would not say Kyrie will bust his ass. He will say he will lock up Kyrie, even if it's irrational confidence. He'll say I mean, at least you know it's irrational confidence. No, 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 no. I know it's rational because he could do it. He's about that. Do is ridiculous. That's nah, crazy. It's, it's I like crazy. Anthony Edwards too. It's no, just I like to stay realistic. To say he would Does lock he love up. More, do you love Ant Man more? Or does he love LeBron more? No, come on. But he can be. He can. He. The thing with LeBron is nothing. Bro. Nothing is unrealistic because it's, it's LeBron. Like, that's, that's so I, it's I, like you know it, we don't look at him any wrong. Like, we look at him because it's like it's he crazy what he says. You know, it's and LeBron. he holds up that championship. LeBron really gives me endless ammo. He really sure. is the goat. He just it's so easy. Thirty. Not wrong with it. Be thirty nine. What you gonna say when Anthony Edwards holding up the championship? Congratulations, the city of Minnesota on the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's gonna do it. So he'll clear KG all time for the Timberwolves. Yes. He wins the chip. <laughs> Hell no, that ain't enough. <laughs> Hell no. Oh God, uh, are y'all crazy? Don't say y'all. I, I, I was, was asking the question. OG, OG, you just said he's guaranteed to win an MVP. Now he gets a championship no, right? too. I think you just talk about the chip, not the MVP. 
No, but um, it also could go hand in hand where you, we we have these uh these assumptions of what Anthony Edwards can be and do in his career. I don't disagree. I think he can reach a top five level in the NBA. Uh, you think he could reach maybe potential best he player could in the league. league? He could finish and as one of the twenty best players ever in history. I swear. <laughs> Yo, it's definitely not believing that. Like, hey, Joe, if you gotta, if you gonna say something, you gotta at least believe it yourself first. In order for me to sell it to you, Rick, I gotta sell it to myself. We have lost all credibility. <laughs> it is gone. It is gone. <laughs> People are gonna look at us crazy. It's gone, man. It's yeah, done. He's got a long way to go. He's got a long, long, oh, he's long, got a long way, way to go. go. But, but I think, but, he... Del, but, but Del, what I was, what I was thinking about with, with. Anthony Edwards in, in Minnesota. Okay, if he were to win a league MVP, if he were to win the NBA championship over the course of his career, I mean, Kevin Garnett, we forget, he played 12 years in Minnesota. Oh my God. He played 12 years in Minnesota, won a league MVP, was arguably the best defensive player in the Didn't league he win for a long time in, in Minnesota. He oh, no, did he those things while he was in Minnesota. They did a terrible job building that unit around him. Yeah. Right? 100% they did. In the, as, as opposed to what they're doing in Minnesota with Anthony Edwards, I think that they're doing a much better job building a unit around him to give him an opportunity to compete at a high level. But with that being said, Kevin Garnett was still arguably the best four man in the game at that point. One of the best, if not the best defensive player in the game, a league MVP and 12 years in, in Minnesota, the all time leading scorer in Minnesota is. <laughs> The all-time leading rebounder in Minnesota history. I think he's the all-time steals leader in Minnesota history. He might be all-time all everything. I think he's the all-time assist leader. We're talking about a guy in Kevin Garnett where I'm surprised they don't build a statue of him outside the mm. arena one day. They need to, and I think it's been ownership that's the reason why they haven't. I respect KG. Really? I, I had do. To, I had to go back I and watch the KG. tape. I have to watch this moment again. That's <laughs> So How twenty on time is the same. That's a long that's way his, to go, that's his, that's bro. His no, it's a long way to go. I'm not saying it's a guarantee or nothing. I'm just saying I think he gets to that level. I think like he, we we talking about when like, I watch, I'm watching one of the best players that I think I'm ever gonna see. Yo, what the fuck? I swear to God, we're talking about like you Anderson know what's is. crazy? Like it's crazy because like dudes that he was compared this is to. How like, we get back on the Luca? Train. Like um, I'm, this is how we get back on the Luca? Train. Who, who am I thinking so lost, of? Bro. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. He might he arguably might not be top twenty ever. And look He's what not. he and look what he did in his career. Yeah. And to even get to him is still a like an, a life achieving moment. And you talking about this man ain't win a playoff game yet, a playoff series yet. And you talking about you best know what? I think seen. he's the might be arguably the best. You didn't seen Steph. You didn't seen LeBron. You seen Dirk. You didn't seen Harden. You didn't seen Tim Dunk. You didn't seen Kobe. Rest his peace and soul. You didn't seen Steve Nash. You didn't seen so many great players. And the one Chris Paul. And the one dude you think might be the best you've ever seen was that man in Minnesota. That is crazy, bro. Some people sleep. Some people awake. Wake up again. I like Anthony Edwards. Top twenty ever. If you if you if you were looking at basically. The NBA right now, I think currently, as it stands, Jokic, Giannis have a chance to be top 15 all time if they are not already 15. trading. That's top fine. 10. No, Jokic is trajectory. Joker has an opportunity OD. to reach top 10. Yes, they have that. They're at that type Giannis of trajectory right now. I agree. The other players. Luca. Yes. Luca has a potential to be a top 20 player all time. He does. Who's Steph, the, Steph is probably he's in that 10. 10. So KD is like the man. top 13, top 14 so player. Outside of the obvious players that are already on that trajectory or there, I'm not counting Steph, KD, yeah. LeBron, because we know what they are. Giannis, 
Jokic. We said Luka has a potential. And that's it. All you dudes is fucking regular. Regular, regular, regular. Right? That's it. Y'all I said don't have good not, No, no, no. Jason Tatum. No, no, no. No, no, no. OG, no, OG. No. Do you think Tatum not can yet. finish as not a yet. top 20 player all time? No. Does he have the potential to? Top 20. Top 20. Top 20. No. Why the fuck top we keep 20. using 20? We I, know, like 50, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> we use 50 or something. Like We keep saying top 20. I know Kawhi? crazy. Kawhi? Kawhi, 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 Kawhi can argue. He's Kawhi probably like top 30. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he's top 30. You, yeah. no, I'm saying, he's he probably, he's probably top 30. And some dudes won't even get to Kawhi. No. You know what I'm saying? Like Tatum, respect to Tatum. Tatum's what, eight, eight nine years in? Like he, he don't have no, half what Kawhi has. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what are we doing? Like, this, like come on. We, we playing. We you got OG laying back, chilling. Oh no! I'm looking at the the old video. He's kind of just chilling. Like, no, I really think that Anthony Edwards go down as an all time great. How how old is Ant right now? He's twenty twenty two. Didn't Kawhi get his like first Finals MVP like, like right there? I think so. What are we doing, man? We well, he was on the Spurs. It's a little bit different. You playing? Hey Joe, I got to bounce, brother and fellas. Uh, you guys know that I always got time for you guys, but unfortunately, I got to bounce. Go ahead, OG. Do you? It's all good, OG. Long show. This, this, this is this was fantastic. As you guys know, I always got time for you dudes, but I got to bounce, man. It was great to see you guys. It was great to have you. Thank you for having me. You guys know where to find me when you need me. I appreciate yes, Take it, it easy, OG. Thank you, OG. Yes, sir. Absolutely, guys. Out. Have a great night. Back to you. Top 20. Top 20. Sorry. I, I wasn't going to push Tatum top 20, but and he I'm, said I'm I got shocked. him. I'm shocked. I'm not. I'm he shocked has, you. He hasn't done shit. No MVP, res- no you know what? You know what? I fucking respect you about that. I respect you. He's got a whole bunch well, of ECF. You guys are we're I'm, saying. Saying. I'm not saying that Ant will finish there. I'm saying I think he could. That's the same thing. Could. No, it's not. It's not the same Why thing. would you say it if you don't believe Listen, it? Listen, Riv, Riv, Riv. No, we're not letting him off the hook. No, 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 no. Fuck no. Bro, we're not letting Shane, him off the hook right now. Hold up. No, because we know it. We know it. Drew. I'm just asking y'all. And I ask y'all Drew, at home. No, we no, no. Know, because, no, they no, don't no, know no. him. We know him. No, no, because you're missing control of what I'm saying. If I tell you this will happen versus I think this is this could happen. Is that not two different things? No, if he tells you with the smirk on his face, what do you think he means? DeJounte Murray without Spurs is out the league. Same vibe. Same vibe. Same same energy. The same smirk. (laughs) He even even, gave a little little head nod too with it. Like, we know him. They don't know him. We know him. He gave a little head nod. And he was just like, well, you know, I think. A little shoulder shoulder shrug. We know he meant, bro. He just tried to spin it a little bit. Go down with the ship. Go down with the ship. I think he could finish top 20 all time. I think he can. And JJ Reddy thinks he can too. Yeah. How many chips does he need to get top 20? Holy at least three. Moly. I don't know if at least three, because there are players that are not in the top 15 that have, that they don't have more than one. Ooh. Oh, Giannis? What'd you say? Giannis only has one championship, Yo, but he has accolades. I think as long as you have to get accolades and then a championship to be considered he have any ever accolades. in the conversation. No, he doesn't. No, did he win Rookie of the Year? Was that LaMelo? Are you fucking oh, yeah, kidding they, me? They robbed Rookie LaMelo. of the Year. That's the accolade you were going to bring up. Well, listen, he's an All-Star. He'll be an All-Star this year. It's his third NBA season. He had an All-Star last year. He'll be an All-Star oh, last NBA. year. He'll be an All-Star this year. He'll be an All-NBA player this year. And then next year, in the next two years, in the next two years, when he's 24 years old, he'll win a league MVP. You need to start cooking because being top twenty, you got to start yeah, cooking well, up. Twenty-two stuff. years old. Joker's so. still going to be here in two years. Luka's in these, in well, Luca's already cooked up. What three All NBAs? Five. Five. What is he? Twenty. Tatum's got three yeah, All NBAs. I was going to say. Yeah, by the time Anthony Edwards is twenty-five, he could be a three-time All NBA player, and that's then he could just keep adding on to that. That's cute. That'd be right. Well, that's cute. Tatum. But I'm saying he's twenty-two years old. I think from what I've seen right now, I think he could 
be one of the tops. So top what you've seen right now. So was, can Riff say SGA can be top twenty all time? If he wants to, that's his argument. That's his battle. <laughs> and we we and let's be realistic. If Over he, the past three, we've seen more from SGA. Confident in the type of player that he's seeing with his. No, own I just eyes, I just understand that, that that top twenty conversation is very strictly. Tatum is the ex- ECF like, MVP. Shout out to Santos. The, the ex- that's exclusives that exclude. And like, I think Anthony Edwards. Like exclusive. to even be like like top ten like. Steph had to do historical shit to get in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hakeem yeah. is arguably not in a lot of people's top tens. You know what he did in his career? We talking about a man that won the only Finals one that MVP won in Jordan's era and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year. Like, this is a different. Like, this is a different animal. Like, and you telling me like Larry Bird's in there, Kobe's in there. Like, this is this is a group. This is a group. They asked Tatum that on uh, Iggy and for, uh, Have you seen Evan Have Turner's you seen broadcast. Anthony Edwards' mindset and what he Hold up. wants to be in the game? Joel, you know they asked. Evan Turner and Iggy asked Tatum, how does he get into that like elite company top 10 all time? He says he needs to win three championships. Oh, to get into the top 10. Oh, you can't walk in there with two unless you've done some very, very slimy days. The top 10, listen, the top 10, top 20 is rare company. Top 20 is rare. Top 10, you have to really stack up. I mean, why not shoot for top 10? You said top 20. Why not just go for the stars? So I'm saying, I don't know if one championship is going to get it done. Because top 10 is being arguably the second best Shaquille guard ever. Shaquille O'Neal has four championships, has an MVP. He's he's one of the top 10 scorers ever. ever. uh, The most dominant player in NBA history. And in a lot of people's lists, he's fringe 10. Fringe. Three finals MVP. Fringe 10. You don't know Anthony Edwards. I got to know him, man. Clearly we don't. Clearly I call each other every night. You know. Watch him Face play every night his mindset, what he want to do. He's going to be one of the best two guards in, in league history. What do we got next, man? Do we have a, could we just end the show off that? Yes. I wouldn't be opposed. I want to do the Zion Would You Rather. Oh, let's I do have, it. I have oh, oh, yeah. Rather. I would love a Beautiful. I would love a Would So would you rather say less? I thought we, oh, I, I thought we were going to do more. God. I'll be honest. This episode was very vibey. Yeah, I don't, so I don't, don't want to talk about any more so numbers good. and analytical bullshit. Let's just have a fun Would You Yo, Rather. And, and Joel, three let, hours me, let me say this. Where your statement on Anthony Edwards' top 20 all time. Funny shit. Strong. Funny as hell. Stand fucking ten toes. Listen, the Tyrese Halliburton thing. Exactly. You we did. I mean, listen, what am I supposed to stand 10 toes no. on, though? The idea that you think that he is an all time. We're watching the history, the making history of, the of making. an all time legend. Well, I think we are, but I can't make a solidified, concise argument that he can get there. Because right when now. D Wade in year three, when he after he won the finals, everybody was pretty confirmed. This man is going to be a and top 25 player ever. This is Ant's year, what, four? Just because he waited did it earlier does not mean no, that I, all I did Anthony Edwards cannot all do it. All I did was ask a question. What year is he in? Ant is in year three. Oh, is it? Okay. Is no. It? No, he's in year four. Uh-huh. In, okay. Anthony Edwards is in year four. We're expecting some stuff. To be in top exactly. 20. Now the expectations hey, is. WCS and they're making year. the West Conference Finals. WCS Good, no, it starts this year. And they can make the finals okay. this year. It starts this year. They can win the championship You put, listen. Year. If you want to have that, they're take, that good. Listen, they can win the championship. If you want to have that take, the Timberwolves are that good. I'm trying to look how know that they're that good. If he wants to have that take, that's fine. You want to stand on ten? Stand top on top twenty all time came out now, of fucking. Now it's time. Field. Now the expectations get put. Now let's ramp it up. I don't want to see you losing in the second round, in the first round. Ramp it up. Well, you gotta understand that everything's a year by year thing. I mean, listen. Top twenty. No, this is we looking at everything. It's like Luca. Luca has the potential to be top yeah. twenty all time. And Luca's made the WCF once so far. He's and he has five. no MVPs. All no. But, MVPs. I, but I say that with the idea. Yes. Like if you said that about. 
Luca. Well, I think Luca can finish. But that I too. still think and people would have still been like because oh his numbers Lord. are also ludicrous. That, I don't think yeah. it's oh my lord. I think Luca def he, he has the potential to really get. He's there. amazing. Luca is outside of all the older players that are established yes. like Jokic and yes. Giannis. Luca is the Next one up. that can mm. definitely be top twenty. He has mm. the potential to get. He could be higher than the guys like Joker and Giannis. But, he Luca has that type of potential, so I understand he does, and I think Luca has more potential than Anthony Edwards to get there. All that being said, just because Ant is in his fourth season, he does not need a championship or an MVP right now to have the potential to be there a couple years from now. There are a lot of all-time greats that Name did one. not win a Name championship two. until they were twenty-eight or twenty-nine. No, or 30 years no, old. no, no, but they were. They, Michael Jordan didn't win until but he Michael was Jordan. And this is oh, got him. I knew you were going to say that. And I knew you were going to say it. That's why I tried to and stop LeBron you. And was the same Because way. Michael Jordan was already a solidified legend before he won the ring. They already labeled him a legend. And on top okay. of that, he already had multiple, multiple MVPs, MVPs, defensive player of the year, leading the league in steals, yep. probably led the league in scoring three to four times. He already had that. Plus, he came in the league at 22. So it was a little different. He already had all that. So rank you don't, you don't have to rank their ages, but ranking their years, year one, year two, year three, year four, you look at what MJ did by year five, it's probably what Luka did and even more than what Luka did. That's it the difference. More. Yeah, that's the difference. I mean, Anthony Edwards well, is top two. Anthony Edwards is... Anthony Edwards is... No, no, I'm just saying that. Anthony Edwards could not win a championship for seven years for sure. and still be on trajectory see, to be top 20. Ah, you got to win so then something, why can't, though. Why can't this guy say that about Tatum? I don't mind it. I, I think, I think just, Tatum. I just can't, I think, I'm not making that statement. I think either. Tatum has the potential to be there. Ta when you look at the next guys up, is Luca and Tatum, and I would say Tatum got more potential to finish top twenty than Anthony Edwards right now because he's on, he's on a team that is going to be competitive for years to come, which I, I think know. Minnesota can be. And we've already seen them in the ECF four years. Because when the when the Tatum's Joker career. the Joker and Giannis. And I'll use LeBron. Their first seven years, they may not have got the championship, but they either multiple got deep MVPs. in the playoffs or have multiple. Like they won stuff in the league. Well, so and this Jason is only Tatum, four years. So I'm not gonna. So like, bro, before Jason Tatum, LeBron's a tough case because before he won yeah. a championship, they were yeah. saying, "Is he the best we've ever yeah. seen?" Yeah. Coming out of high school, yeah. yeah. I think Jason Tatum in the next four or five years can win league MVP. But the thing with Tatum is it's tough because he's already in year eight, if I'm not mistaken. He has he's only 25 or 26. Yeah, but he hasn't 25. won. Like, usually when you end year seven, eight, or what we've March. seen from the top guys is they've won an MVP already or a defensive play. Like, Tatum hasn't really won it because he started. He wasn't the best player right away. So Jokic's first teams, MVP was 26. That was and Jokic his year a, seven, though. I mean, year six. But, but that's what... Also, was that? I think so. Tatum also, we NBA have to we have to take into account... Fire. Jokic did not even start getting considered in this conversation until really after he won the championship. Yeah, some people, guys also the for people did not v validate his MVPs until he won a championship. Correct. It Jokic had a phenomenal three-year peak that cemented him in the conversation. I'm with you. Jokic first three year four. Six. He won MVP. Year six and Tatum's in years. This is seven. I mean, I'm fine with this. But Jokic came into the league. I'm just older. not putting any of these 24, 25, or Edwards 22, and they could be top 20. Like, they have so Edwards long. Steph and Joker are the exceptions. They became top 15 players with like a four or five year, just absurd yeah. peak. Because Jokic Steph, didn't come into the anomaly league as a career. Yeah. Anomaly career where he, he out of nowhere, we knew he had potential as a shooter. Yep, after 24, just that <laughs> ankle killed him, but then yep. Jesus, the explosion was once in a lifetime type deal. So it's usually a peak, and I think Anthony Edwards from. Right now, he's 22. He's five years away from his peak, probably. Anthony Edwards, I think, right now at 22 years old, for the next 10 years, can be an all-star and all-NBA player. I think so, too. So if you 
if he's a 10 time all NBA player and you have one MVP in there and you have a like playoff success. And if there is a championship somewhere in there, yes, we're talking about a top 10 shooting guard of all time. We're talking about he's somebody who has the potential to be top 20 all time. Maybe. So that's what I'm not. Listen, SGA, these young guys are not excused from the conversation either. I just want to say that too. I don't think Tatum is excused from the convo. I don't think SGA is excused from the convo. What about Reese? Reese? Can we stop? No, no, no. I only say that because it's the same way. It's the same way. Can we just stop? Would you rather? This is getting bad. Now we're just. Do you understand what I mean? Is Steve Nash a top 10 point guard all time? Is he, he a top? He's six? a top yeah. five point guard. Do you think time, Tyrese opinion. can be a better point guard all time than Steve Nash? No. No, definitively. There's no argument because I think Tyrese is special. I really do. It depends on like what, it, like in terms of like accolades, is what you're saying? Just career because production. Steve Nash didn't start getting the the love until he went to Phoenix. Make it he, this simple: If Tyrese Halliburton is the player that he is right now, let's say, let's just I would take Steve Nash over for the player. next. Eight, nine seasons. I would take Steve Nash over. With 26, 11, yes. insane efficiencies, o- only, doesn't only turn because, the ball over. Only because... Chris Paul and Steve Nash is an argument. <clears throat> like, but Chris Paul, I would take over. I would Hallie. take Chris and, Paul. And Chris over Paul Steve has Nash, no though. MVP. So Tyrese can but it was, be better with no MVP. It's MVPs. not the MVPs for me. Like, I, like people, what people feel, realize with Steve Nash is it was never the fact that he couldn't score 25 points a game. And he talked about it in his interview. He didn't start taking shots until the third or fourth quarter. Yep. His job was... His, his mindset was, I want to get my guys going and stuff like that. I firmly believe, and this is just an, uh, a projection, I firmly believe he, he could have e- easily been a 23, 24 point per game score with 14 assists amazing. off a shit ton of uh, efficiency. Yep. So if you want, like the numbers game, Halley's going to have the numbers game, of course. But in terms of like player for player, I would take Steven. I just think he was a smarter basketball I'm not player. disagreeing at all. I'm just only saying that for the idea of, we're talking about a young player in Anthony Edwards, projection-wise, mm-hmm. if you're going to project when the numbers that this guy's putting up to, it's like oh, yeah. if we're projecting, then you have to keep consistency there. Listen, I think right now we're in an NBA era where... We're blessed with endless talent. The, these young players are going to be the faces of the league. I think Anthony Edwards, Tatum, SGA... Mm-hmm. Um, grouping in um, Luca, they're going to be the faces of the NBA for the. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be the face of the 2020s era. So let me ask you a question: If Trey Young puts up these same numbers, another one for eight plus years, yeah. would you take him over John Stockton? Mm. Nah. What does he win? We're just we're just talking about numbers at this point because you, you need to you're add right. the winning. You're right. You're right. But I'm saying if he, if you would you prefer the 27 and whatever because it's like this era is different. It's too. I'll, I'll say you... I'll say no because mm-hmm. John Stockton's usage wasn't Trey Young's. Okay. And he has, uh, John Stockton has like a comfortable lead on the all-time assist. Yeah. I, like, I just think he was a great passer. He's a great defender. So. Yeah, yeah. And also, they don't talk about how down the stretch of games. No, John. Well, this John was, that yeah. was the closer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because comparing numbers now to pure, like those were really, we talk about Halley being a pure, but those were really legitimately yeah. oh my pure God. point oh guard. Oh, my God. So, like, he's just the new Uber point guard in this era. Like, so it's like a little bit of both. But those were legitimately. He's the first pure point guard that we've seen mm-hmm. in a long time. For sure. At this high level, I should say. Well, yeah, because Chris, Paul, Chris Paul was Correct. the closest for yep. sure. Yeah, we haven't seen a twenty-four and twelve guy in a minute. Darren Williams, Chris Paul, they were like mm-hmm. a little bit. I in just that think range. that for a, for a while now, there were a lot of players in the mix to be the faces of the NBA. Where you look at Luca was the one that really became that, and he was even the third overall pick. Ben Simmons didn't pan out. Zion Williamson is looking like he didn't pan out. Give him a chance. Um, but like the potential John Morant was supposed to be the face. John Morant's still there. They probably won't. 
What do you mean by that? Because you know situation. John Moran is still there. I Bro, think. I think after the suspension, so long as he stays out of trouble, and I apologize for cutting you off, Joel. I think if he stays out of trouble, they'll, they'll treat it like this never happened. Yeah, but I think they'll they'll just go to other like now. Victor's here. They'll go to other directions. You're you know? saying and NBA then, wise? Yeah, and I think Cooper, Cooper Flag is going to be in here. They'll probably go his direction. You know, I just think now John Moran just bro. You turn on a television, you yeah, see no, him flying in the air. I mean, I he's just, a superhero on the basketball. court. I just think that what we're seeing is not normal. Like, we're, it's not normal for SGA to be scoring back to back thirty points per game a season. When he's under twenty six years old, he's you know Tatum averaging thirty. Wait, what he's doing at his age? <laughs> Luca for this six year for this five year stretch, putting up the numbers that he's doing. It's not normal. I think what what we're seeing right now is legitimately not normal. The juiced up era. It's like uh, what's that? The baseball era. Yeah, they, the steroid era. Yeah. The steroid era for sure. Numbers are gonna be up, man. But we could, you know, these, right. these players are good. So what is it? Sure. Would you rather on just eject Jalen Brown? These reps. Why? Yo, the refs have been dick-eating all year. This is a Would You Rather on Zion Williamson. (laughs) And uh, really, I think it's going to be an interesting one. I really do. Would you rather Zion Williamson addition first name up his teammate, Brandon Ingram? Zion Williamson. This is the potential of Zion Williamson. Do you take the chance or do you go with Brandon Ingram, the player? I would take Brandon Ingram. I'm going to go B.I. This is a tough one. It really is. It was emphasized last year. What's your ceiling with Zion when he's running your team? Number one seed in the West. Who's more reliable? Good point. Brandon uh, Ingram had a stretch where he was the guy, and then he averaged, I think, 29 and 8 down the stretch. You got them into the play This is tough. I'm going to still go with Zion Williamson. I will. DeMontis Sabonis. I would go Zion I would go, Williamson. I would take the potential of Zion. Still. I agree. Zion. I'm going to go with Sabonis. And the reason why is because the same limitation that Sabonis has in the playoffs – Zion has. Did you know that this year Zion has only attempted four mid-range shots? No, he's garbage. The year before, he only attempted nine. And his second season, when he averaged 27, better rebounder. He averaged. He he only took 16 shots. Oh, 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 you're taking Sabonis. No, no, I said Zion, but I'm just trying to think in his head. Who's better, B.I. or Sabonis? Sabonis. No, no, in a vacuum, I guess, what would you rather have? I think Sabonis. I think Sabonis is one of the engines for the Kings. I think I, I think as a number B. two because I think that's what they're both for. Yeah. I would take Bi. Yeah. So I look at Sabonis, better rebounder, better passer. He has a better post game. Zion is more of a freak of nature. He's more talented for sure, and the defensive liabilities exist with both. Mm-hmm. That's why I would go with Sabonis. Like I don't think if the Kings swap Sabonis with Zion, they get better. I Just think listen, Sabonis. Is and I'm also, yeah, is, yeah, exactly. also going to say this could also be another one of my Ben Simmons moment where uh, Zion lacks energy. Similar to Ben Simmons to just try and get better at his game. I'll take Zion. For defense, that's something that I thought that he could potentially learn because he has the athleticism on his side. Or I should say maybe had. Well, we know he can still jump out the gym. It's just we haven't seen an effort out of him on that side of the ball. And that's what concerns me. But I know the talent. I know the potential of Zion. So I don't care. I'll die on this hill. And is it a conversation that if Sabonis was on the Pelicans and complimenting Brandon Ingram, they could be a better team? Maybe. This, this version the version of Zion court. we're seeing has been so just not the version of Zion we should I still get. think they'll have a defensive issue, which is what they have at Valentine's, but they definitely get better offense. And let me also ask you a question. 2021 Zion, where he was 27 points per game on 61% it's efficiency. Like a lifetime ago. Would I be wrong? TJ Warren bubble. Would I be wrong to say last year's Zion was better than that 2021 version? I think so. I look at last year's version, the the fact that he was running Wasn't point. that he was 30 games? I understand that. It was a small sample size. That being said, in that 30, 30 games... I felt as if he was better than he was in 21. I will always take the 60 over yeah. the 30. He still was a fit. Oh, the 60 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. R.J. Barrett. 
What the Zion. fuck? Zion. Zion with all due respect to RJ. I'm going with Shout Zion. Shout out to Star J. Hope you get better soon, King. Darius Garland. Still goes Zion. I like Garland. I no, you don't. You don't got to lie here. No, I like Garland, but when it comes to you, I don't care for him. I think uh, DG is a great player, but I would take Zion's potential. That's tough. I'll lean Zion, though. I would go with Zion. John Morant. John Morant. And I, I told y'all this man, John was the one, man. John fucking Morant, we here. I'm it's, going with John. Who it's said he t- wasn't? I think we had a topic on uh, Jara Zion. I think going back. Yeah, that was John, the number two yeah. overall pick. Who That's said he tough. Was <laughs> you have to, you have to lean John because he's been on the court more. You could lean the, the big guy. But if you I, want. I know my heart wants to. T- go with your heart. Would you rather are about your heart? That's your brain. Uh, a little bit of both. It is a little bit definitely of both. seventy thirty. Your heart. It your is brain. no. It's all heart, in my opinion. To uh, be real, Cook. Uh, I'll take Ja. Damn. Lori Markinen. Lori. If you said that, you said it with some confidence. That boy, some yo, in your voice. He's, he's very good. He's I'm really good. So he's good. He's a, he can plug on any team. He can. He can fit anywhere. Lori. I would go Lori too. I'm gonna stay Zion. I go Lori. Scotty Barnes. Zion, Zion. Williamson. Scotty has up a very strong upside. Zion's different. Even with Scotty's upside, yeah. Zion has already yeah, hit he's already shown that. The upside that Scotty I think has the, the problem with the Zion is he has not gotten better in four years. It's yes, not it, true. He, he was better last year. Was he? Or was yes. he just I don't, I, what was he better at? Passing the ball. And then this year is he better at passing the ball? This well, he's so, still a good passer, but what okay. what has been not there post game assertiveness. Nothing. Defense non-existent. His Shooting energy is, is vibe on the court. His energy. Is it's that. Yeah. That's really what it is. I mean, but what's the problem? I don't know. I would go Zion, big boy. I would go Zion as well. Julius Randle. Zion. Zion. Zion Williamson. I'm going to go. It's with just Zion. the lack of playoff production from Julius. Chet Holmgren. Chet, Chet. comfortably. Comfortably. Yeah, yes. that, that boy. Yeah. 50, 40, 90 Chet. as a rookie. Chet. What he's doing Chet. at fucking seven. Missed a whole year already too. Hey, LeBron did that. He's been healthy. When? Remember, he got hurt. That was LeBron. In the in the uh, Seattle game, LeBron hurt him. That was the injury. Oh yes, you're 100 percent right. I'm gonna go with Chet because of what he brings defensively, and I think he's a good, he's gonna be a great offensive player too. You guys said Chet very fast. Oh, Chet's been the easiest one for me. He's he's gonna be. Chet was proud. very comfortable. He's yeah, very he's good. Mm. That's another unicorn. Yeah. I'll take Chet Holmgren. Cat. Gotta respect Carl Anthony Towns. I'll go Cat. I'm gonna go Cat as well. Damn. I don't blame you for thinking about this. Yeah. Not to, it's a tough one for sure, but um, just because he's been in the league, he's been consistent. Yeah. Although he struggled with injuries I'll, in his own right, I'll take what I know with Cat. Pretty reliable. Pascal Siakam. I'm just. I'm gonna. I would that. honestly take Zion's potential. I think so too. I would say I'm Zion not a fan Siakam. of Siakam's game. I think it's hard. You know, I like Siakam. You do. That's, you're a Raptor guy. I so. am. Those are your guys, man. Even though the way they treat you, I don't like it that much. Uh, because they, I, they lose every I, war we have, you know? Uh, I'll go... Stand. Damn. Ain't no business. Fuck, <laughs> bro. That's tough. Uh, I'll go Zion. I wanted to see what the comments would say about you. And the last name is Alperin Shangun. I'll go Zion Williamson. I'm going to go with Shingooni. I'm going go with, with Alperen Shingoon. Yeah, I'll go with Shingoon too. Offensive engine. I like that. I like what I've seen Shingoon a lot. How the mighty have fallen. That's man. why I'm, I mean. Do you know you're you're one one for two on European plays? I think I'll go with Zion. Why? Because of. Giddy sucks. 
Getty. Listen, Goon was, was the one. Yeah, yeah. Goon is the one. the one. Undoubtedly. That's the one. You hit on that one ASAP. We're going to call him Melo. Uh, we don't call him a European player. I only ask because, you know. He, he played just played overseas. overseas. Yeah, he's an American for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a report to Zana came out that the Pelicans have repeatedly yeah. stressed to, Z- to Williamson that his diet and conditioning needs to improve, but the veteran forward doesn't listen, according to Christian Clark of the Times pick. This is like when they were trying to make Kyler Murray read the playbook. That's what it feels like. <laughs> to be honest, I, I just want to know who, like, who, Pelicans, is, who is leaking this shit is out. Done. He doesn't want to be on the Pelicans. Who on, you think it's Zion? Why no, Zion's can't want to leak that? Who no, asked for a trade? I'm, I think the Knicks, they've been waiting for this one. This is I, the low one. key, I agree. Pair him and RJ back up again. Who, who would the Knicks give up? For who? Everyone. For uh, Zion. Who would the Knicks give up? Yeah, I'm saying, like, what would be that? Zion hasn't got paid, has he? Randall. He he yeah, yeah, he did get paid. He got his rookie max. Yeah, you I mean, they, listen. You think they want Randall with Murphy there? They got Bia, then they got Nah, Kerr? probably not. Yeah. This, this is the thing with Zion. This is the real issue, is that he really does have the talent to be over 100%. almost every name that we mentioned. But I think from his second year, averaging 27, to now this year, he's averaging 22, 22. a game mm-hmm. and just looks disengaged. He's doing it to himself. And a year from now, we can look at every player that we took over Zion and be like, we're ridiculous for even taking him over Zion. But at this point, he has been very disappointing. And I think he has the potential to turn the narrative around. But he has to I hope he does, be man. more engaged. I hope my heart. he does. Y'all know I'm a Zion guy. I'll say when he's on, bro, he's one of the most fun players you're going to watch in the league. Zion Williamson is box office. When he's jumping out the gym, when he's making plays like that, He's special to watch. He really is a one-on-one player to, when it when it comes in that regard. Two players with the efficiency and the points per game that that Giannis, uh, excuse me, that Zion has, and it's him and Giannis, the only two players, the two most dominant players in the league. Zion's name has to be in that conversation. We'll throw Jokic in there too because he's dominant in his own way. But it's unfortunate and and partially sad that he does just doesn't seem to to want it as bad. It's like fans like me who know what he can be. It's like, I want it more than than Zion. That is how it feels. And it's kind of weird to say that out loud, but it's the truth. It's like, I've seen what you can be. You've shown it to us so early on in your career and you're kind of cheating us out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame, man. And that's going to do it. For this episode of oh, Pick a Side. Yeah, close the show for us, boy. Close the show for us. Close it out. Close it out. I did do it one time. I can't do it again. Nah, come on. Come on. If you, if you close it out, just make sure to mention the ticket giveaway that we got going on right now. It's on the screen. All right. Uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of Pick a Side Podcast. Episode 333. Episode 333. Don't you forget, we have a ticket giveaway. You can take your girlfriend. You can take your mom. You can take your dad. You can take your brother. You can take whoever you want, your best friend. Make sure you tap in the prize link. pick. You deposit whatever What's you want to deposit. What's the code? The code is forever and always will be P-A-S. Pick a side <laughs> podcast. I definitely did look. Thank you, boys, for being here. Thank you for the guys that's in the viewers. We'll see you next time.